Ahoy there, mates. Welcome back aboard the good ship Tutjig. That's talking till the joy is gone to you knock-kneed landlubbers. Perverse pirates perpetrating prolific pillaging across the digital seven seas of podcasting. I am the dashing, charismatic and much put-upon captain of this splendid example of the discussionary arts, Captain Rooney. And I am enthusiastically aided in my efforts to plunder the subjects of entertainment and media of their conversational nuggets by the bilge rat currently vomiting from the gunwales. Reggie. <laughs> I was really enthusiastic about that. And then he was a Reggie. He called me a bilge rat. <laughs> to be fair, I mean, yeah, the state you've come into my house this morning. <laughs> I'm not feeling very... I'm, I've had a rough couple of days. I'm not feeling very good. <laughs> Reggie is dying, everybody. <laughs> Reggie is nursing his coffee because it's the only thing that's going to get him through this episode. <laughs> this this could be his farewell episode as the next one will be conducted live from his wake. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you like listening to the sounds of celebration. <laughs> How are we this week anyway, aside from me dying? Are you good? I'm good, yeah. yeah. It's horrendously sweaty in here. I mean, it's horrendously sweaty everywhere at the moment, but... It's it, muggy, isn't it? Yeah. That's what it is. With, the, with the, the, the door shut and everything, it's like... They kept, they kept saying there was going to be a thunderstorm yesterday. Yeah. So I dosed the dog up on like anti-anxiety medication. <laughs> Doggy anti-anxiety medication. Yeah, not just yours. Putting the plug in in the plug to get the nice thing and sorted it. No fucking... No storm at all. No storm got, at all. It was really annoying because last night I was, I was waiting for it. Yeah. And we had obviously all the windows open until like I went to bed at about half one, two o'clock this morning. Um, and before I went to bed, I had to go around and shut all the windows because I was like, well, it hasn't fucking started yet. Mm. And I know what will happen. I'll leave the windows open, be a thunderstorm, and it will come in and fry all my electronics or something. So I went around and shut it. And then like woke up this morning, just drenched Sweating. in my own sweat because all the fucking windows were closed. I mean, they weren't like sealed shut, but they were closed enough that there was no fresh air coming through. I was just like... I didn't care. I just left all the windows open. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't normally worry, but as you can see right here, I mean, you can't see on the camera and everyone listening can't hear this, but over here, there's right in front of my window, there's all these electronics, there's my proton pack, there's all sorts of good stuff in here. And I know exactly what would happen. The wind would change direction and it would all just come driving straight in here. I'd come in and this would be like Yoda's fucking swamp come <laughs> the morning. Ah, Dagobah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I don't need that. I don't. I don't want like lizards and shit living inside of my monitors. Talking about you having all your windows open, I did see a post on Facebook last night about you hearing cheering. Yes, I, I heard cheering. My segue into twenty six seconds of sport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was sports ball last night, and I gather we we did well because England. Since we last recorded, England have played two games. Mm. We in the last sixteen of the tournament, we beat Germany, which is the first time in fifty-five years <laughs> we beat Germany in a knockout game. First time since nineteen sixty-six, and even you know what happened in nineteen sixty-six, right? Oh come on, don't don't. Oh, that was yeah, no, because I know the song. That yeah. was uh, Jules Jamey, and, and we won. Say don't don't sit there. That was when we won the Ashes, man, wasn't it? Last and not know what happened in nineteen sixty-six. <laughs> so then last night in the quarterfinals, we played Ukraine. Mm. And we smashed them 4 0. So on Wednesday. Are they, a, are they a good team, Ukraine? They were right, they got to the quarterfinals. Uh, yeah, to be fair, then so did England, and, you know, historically we been, don't do well. England so. are, no, it's, it's, a different, it's a different England this time. Isn't someone wearing waistcoats or something? That's what someone uh, no, was. that was at the World Cup. Gareth Southgate, the manager, the guy that missed the penalty in 1996, <laughs> is now the manager. 
He's getting his redemption by helping us beat Germany and leading us to another semi-final. Another semi-final. Against Denmark on Wednesday, but... It's... I got really excited when I saw someone tweeting about hashtag waistcoats, and I was like, wait, are they are the team wearing waistcoats or something? And I did mean to go and look it up, because I just have visions of, like, England shirts with, like, neat little fucking single-breasted waistcoats right, on. Even, but... even wearing waistcoats... Waistcoats? Waistcoats? <laughs> even wearing waistcoats wouldn't have stopped them last night. They were they were on fire. They were so good. Oh, there we go. Football, sports. So yeah, on Wednesday we played Denmark, and then if we can, if we beat Denmark, we'll be in our first major final since nineteen or well, in fifty-five years since nineteen sixty-six. Wow. So for someone that's been watching England for thirty years, well, remembers watching England for thirty years because I am I have been probably been watching before. This is very exciting. In the same year that I may see the Tampa Bay Buc- or I did see, sorry, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win the Super Bowl, I may see England win a tournament for the first time in my lifetime. It's a very, it's a very exciting time at the moment. Like you, you're just going to have to believe him when he says he's excited, guys. Because I realise he doesn't sound it. And to be totally honest with you, he doesn't look it either. But I feel you know. bad. I honestly feel like I'm dying. <laughs> but I'm here because because I love. I love the Space Monkeys and the listeners. And and this is the last day of the weekend. And yeah. Otherwise, we wouldn't have time to edit it and get it out for Wednesday. Mm. <laughs> because needs must. <coughs> We've made this rod for our own backs. Yeah. <laughs> starting to think I should have just come Thursday when I was on top of the world. <laughs> Honestly, I've been feeling so good all week. Like, in the best mood, the best, like, just super positivity. And now I got home Friday night and got this banging headache. And <laughs> I've just deteriorated ever since. I've done a test, so I haven't got COVID, so you're all right. Oh, yeah, we, we've, we've been doing them because um, the child, his his class got kicked out of school because they had a confirmed case was it on Monday. So we've been doing, like, fucking daily tests, and I'm really getting sick of jamming things in my throat and yeah. then up my nose. It's going to say. One or the other, guys, honestly. Yeah. You can't, I, can't, I can't handle doing one, then the other. That's like... You never That's go. You never go back to front. You always go front to back. Okay. It's the same with your COVID test. You, you yeah. never do boogers first. You... Okay. I'm learning. I'm <laughs> learning. You're learning. Me. If you do it the other way around, um, and and you go back to front, you can give your you can give your lady partner all sorts of unpleasant um, infections but because. Do you, but do you go ask the mouth? I mean, why even ask that? Is that even a question? Does anybody ever say no to that? <laughs> I've never met a, I've two never, girls, one Rooney. I've never met a woman that's let me go ask, let alone ask them out. <laughs> the, the, the key is to just sneak it in yeah. when it's all a mess down there. <laughs> I don't. When we get into um, into my intro that I've, I've prepared for this week, there's something about being messy down there that I couldn't even input in my intro because it turned my stomach that much. But wow. we'll get to that. I mean... We're kind of at that point now. We've I, done the the. I thought, uh, the, I, I, thought I was going to die for some more chit chat before we. I mean, got, no, we've we've done we've done my awesome <laughs> intro. We've done the the, the how you doing chit chat. We've done twenty six seconds of sport. We've done twenty six seconds of sport. I mean, we haven't pointed out, um, even though nobody will probably ever see this footage. Oh, we, fuck! We it's are video thing. recording this because. Um, I saw something the other day on the group. Something in there like, oh, forty percent of new podcast discoveries are made through YouTube, and I was like, yeah. awesome. I better get more than episodes one, seven, and eight up on uh, <laughs> YouTube because you know they're, they're they're quite old now. So I put up our last week's one. Uh, was it last week's? I, don't know, I put up one of them. It's either Blade or Snakes on the Plane. I can't remember which one it was. Um, 
And then I was like, right, what am I going to put for the for the video section of this video? Because the audio is simple. And I was like, fuck. So I just did our, our logo. Okay. Just like a static image, but it's not the most interesting thing. So I was like, right, let's just try out filming some footage. So I spent some time this week. We've got I've got the ring light set up, and yeah. I've got a, a, a webcam, and I've got backgrounds and and toot and shit. Um, and I do need to get a better camera because that's not great. I walked in and I was just like, oh, for fuck's sake. I could see, you could you could literally see his, his face fall, guys, because, oh, God. Am I, I haven't gonna, even turned the GoPro on. Um, uh, am I going to have to start wrapping my Costa cup in tape so I'm not <laughs> advertising in the future? <laughs> no, no, because then we can just present them with a, an invoice afterwards. <laughs> right, three people watched our video. I think you owe me some money, Mr. Costa. That'll be six quid. Cheers. What we'll do is we'll send out still, still clips from the, the video to mm. other co- coffee companies. Go, look. They're getting some free apple. If yeah. you want to be in this, send us the coffee. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I decided to avoid all um, all, all uh, road rage this week by walking to Costa and then walking to your house. Yeah, you mentioned that earlier, and it's like a million degrees out there. It's the sw- It's like a hundred and twenty percent humidity or something. You basically hoping, just swam here. I was hoping to sweat the disease out of me, but it's, it's not happened. It's not happened. Just, awesome. Honestly, I just I thought about it and I thought. I could sit here for another 20 minutes and just feel bad for myself and then drive. But then I've got, to, in this state, I mean, I've got to deal with the people at Stabatai. <laughs> I mean, last week when I left your house, Sheriff Gammon was out on the street giving oh. me dirty looks. So you I, and him, I, I smiled at him. He didn't like it. He didn't say anything because his wife was there and I, I'm getting the impression he's a bit of a cuck. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I just thought I can't be bothered to deal with finding a parking space, dealing with stable tyres. It's all too much effort. I'll just walk. Hopefully, I can sweat this disease out of me. And it's it not doesn't happen. seem to have worked because, no. like I said, you still look like shit. <coughs> See me? I'd have gone. Oh man, I've got twenty minutes. Well, if I leave now, I can I'm put the air wait. conditioning on full, <laughs> and then I just sit in my car for twenty minutes just to relax. Because I've done that. I did that last summer when, on the few occasions, I had to go into the office. Yeah. Obviously, when like during the middle of that fucking heat wave, when everyone—I mean, going in the office was great anyway because they had air conditioning. Yeah. Um, but sitting in my car, I've been in there like five or ten minutes. It's freezing cold, yeah. and I just like get home here, and I'd be like, maybe I just I just yeah. check messages on my phone yeah. before I go in because it's like I know it's when you know it's warm when you can touch the window from inside the car. Yeah. And it's warm, and you're like. Not with the sun shining on it, just the air outside is warm enough that you can feel it through the glass. And you're like, maybe I'll just spend another five minutes in here because I'm going to spend the next like three days melting. I've spent the week working in a building that has got that like as these freezers that range from like minus twenty to a minus hundred ninety six. <laughs> <laughs> so the part of the building I work in is just terminally cold at all yeah. times. But then I come out, so I'm wearing like a hoodie. I've got my jacket on over the top <laughs> just to stay warm while I'm while I'm working. <coughs> but then I come out at the end of the day and I get in my car that's been sat in the car park in the sun Ooh. and I'm suddenly stripping everything off <laughs> <laughs> before I can drive home because it's just a sweat pit. Yeah, that's, that's... That's probably why I'm ill, just the constant temperature change, but, you know. Yeah, probably, especially you because you're... How, how should we put this? You are somewhat delicate when it comes to... Oh, um everything. Yeah, if, if there's something going around, you'll get it, mm. basically. Hence why you've had... I keep saying, I keep wanting to say fucking swine flu. It's not swine flu. It's fucking COVID-19. Yeah. Did you ever have swine flu? No. No. It's the one I didn't have. It's the one you didn't. You you, you, you skipped that one. Probably, probably wise. I had it very mild and I thought I was going to die. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It was the first... We was up in the flat. Yeah. This is half our packets going. Amy and I lived in the flat. Um, and I came down with it. 
Um, and I was like, oh man, I feel like shit. And he was like, right, phone 111, do their, their, their thing. Oh no, we did it on the website first, and it said, sounds like you've got it, phone 111. She said, you've got a phone up. I was like, no, I'm fine, I'll just go back to bed. She said, no, you've got a phone up, go do it. Phone up, and they said, yep, that definitely sounds like you've got the H1N1 pig flu. And they're like, right, you need to like not have contact with anyone and blah, blah, blah. Because yeah. I remember back then it's when they had those disinfectant yeah. tray things, you have to step in. And oh, yeah. I was like, I'm not going to have to get one of those. I haven't got that much debt hole. What the fuck? And I had to like phone up my dad and go, Dad, I can't leave the house. I need you to go and pick up the Tamiflu the t- drugs for the me. Debt hole. And he basically just like came up, <laughs> poked it through the letterbox. Um, and left, I think my mum had got him to buy some like bread and milk yeah. and shit for me. He just left that out there. And then phoned me when he was downstairs. I was like, all right, I've dropped off the drugs. There's stuff outside the front door. I don't want to see you for the next two weeks. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fine. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah, just don't come around then, yeah. mate. <laughs> no social interaction for two whole weeks. It was pretty good. I just laid in bed watching Deep Space Nine. <laughs> for like a week. Oh, my God. Because we had the sofa bed at that point as well. Yeah. So I literally just folded it out. I was going to bed in, in the bedroom, getting up in the morning, shuffling into there, into another duvet on there, and then just, yeah, just like there watching Deep Space Nine all week. To be fair, when I got COVID, that was my life. It was get up in the morning, <laughs> take my quilt downstairs to the sofa, wrap myself up, put the TV on, sit there feeling sorry for myself until <laughs> it was time to go to bed. And then I'll take my quilt back upstairs and go to bed. <laughs> So yeah, as you can tell, guys, we deal with being ill really, really oh, yeah. well. <laughs> I'm getting better. I'm, I'm ill so much that it's just I, I, I'm I mean, at that yeah, point you now. Be used to it by now. Yeah, I can just get on with it. But well, hence I'm here. I'm hence you're here in bed, dying. Um, right. Intro. Before before you expire, come on. Yeah. Okay, so after last week, last week's fascinating intro, I thought I'd go drier and more boring this week. Awesome. So we're gonna talk about. The Hundred Years' War between England and France. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you. I've got a quiz. <laughs> I can never tell. This random shit you come out with. I'm thinking, what? Okay. To be fair, I watched a documentary on it the other day, and I'd quite happily sit here and talk about it's it. It's fascinating, yeah, but... but... I thought after last week, the truth is, <coughs> we need to get back to some normal touch there, 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 so... there was a depressing lack of... Uh, of dragon-shaped sex toys during the Hundred Years' War. So. Yeah. So I thought, as our, as the resident pervert in Touch of Gear, oh, God. I was going to give you a test. <laughs> and we were going to see just how perverted you are. <laughs> so right, I've got okay. ten sexual words, basically, like, <clears throat> I don't know, really, terms or names of things, and I'm going to see how many you can... You can you can guess, but before we go in, how much of a pervert do you think you are? Out of ten, how many do you think you're I mean, get right? I out of ten. I mean, we need something to aim at. We on on a scale, on to... a scale of perversion, I'm probably a a, a, a high seven, comfortable eight. Ooh. On a scale of 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 knowing about perverted <laughs> stuff, I'm probably somewhere. I've got to be a ten to be honest, okay. because I know a lot of weird shit. Okay, so. <laughs> Out of ten, are we are we quite comfortable to say do you think you're gonna get eight? Yeah, yeah, let's go for eight. I'm now gonna get nothing yeah. right because this is all gonna be things unknown to me. <laughs> right, question one. I'm basically gonna tell you the term and then you've gotta tell me what it means. Okay. And I've got the actual things here, so <laughs> Oh, you got a pen? <laughs> yes. I forgot to bring my pen so I can mark off and work work out what your score is at the end. Yeah, this is effectively my office, so I have stationery. Right. <clears throat> 
first term. Felching. Isn't that like anal fingering? Mm. Or is it it's something to do with your ass and putting things in there? Is it anal fisting? Right, we'll say not, not, <laughs> not for one so far. Right, I haven't heard that term used since little Smithy introduced me to it about 15 years ago. So. Well, we got my mum to thank for today's intro because she was trying to explain felching to me the other day and she got it completely Fucking wrong. Fucking hell. <laughs> she got it completely wrong. She thought it was putting a tube up there with a, with a guinea pig. And so I had to go on Urban Dictionary and find out Did she know how big guinea pigs are? Yeah. <laughs> Someone told her about it years ago and she thought she was clever. So she went, I know what felching is. Do you know what felching is? And then she got it completely wrong. (laughs) But felching is the act of sucking semen from any human orifice. It can be done with a drinking straw when the semen is deep inside the rectum. Huh. I thought felching was was putting stuff up there. Uh, Well, I never. I've been felching all wrong, guys. (laughs) Not for one. Um, Right. Before we go any further, there are some terms that I'm going to pronounce incredibly badly. <laughs> so I'm just going to apologise. We're all used to that by yeah, now. Yeah, and throw it out there now. Right? <clears throat> Acrotomophobia. No. Sorry, let me go again. Acrotomophilia. Acrotomophilia. <laughs> um. Some of these are quite... I would think they were quite easy but then I'll throw some hard ones in there as well because I didn't want you getting a good score I have no idea alright not for two acrotomophilia is the sexual attraction to people with amputations wow okay okay right not for two so far I'm not doing very well I'm not if you're going to hit your (laughs) eight I've got to get them all right from now on okay third the third one doppelbanger doppelbanger (laughs) That's that's either banging someone that looks like you or banging someone that looks like your partner. Well, I tell you what, you're very close. So you're <laughs> going to have to, if you choose one of them and it's the one that's closest, I'll give you the point on this. Well, since a doppelganger is a replica of yourself, I'm going to say it's basically banging yourself or uh, someone that looks like yourself. Not for free. Really? What the fuck? Doppelbanger. When you have sex with someone because they look like someone else who you really want to bang but have no chance with. Oh. So, do you remember when you first got with Amy and you said she looked like Summer Glau? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) (coughs) Alright, question four. Anthropop Hagalima. You're making these up now. Anthropop Hagalima. I'm not. I had to... Oh, I can't find anything. (laughs) Oh my God, how big is your paper look anthropop hagger oh my god he's not lying guys that's apparently a thing alright what, what what is this sexual perversion anthropop hagger lamer <laughs> is it having sex with pop vinyls not for four <clears throat> raping and then can- cannibalising another person why do people need names for this well, that was my thing. When I saw it on the list, I thought, I'm going to include it because I think it would be a good jumping off point for us to discuss the fact that 
Somebody had to do that. Yeah. And then claim sexual gratification with it for it to be given a name. Oh, humanity, what is wrong? I mean, I thought... Amputations, I can almost get my head around. It's fucked up and I can never get into it. But I can almost get my head around yeah. it. Raping and then cannibalising another person. The, sh- the sheer fact that that would take, what, days? Means that you're in a sexual... Does that mean you're in a, you're sexually... In a state of sexual arousal for, for like days. the duration, for or the, oh, do you, do you, are you or like doing it, it and then just eating a finger and that counts, or do you have to cannibalize the whole body? Because obviously a lot you're going to be sexually person. aroused during the raping, but then then you got to chop the person up, cook them, eat them. Is that a second? That's, is that your second wind? Your second wind, I guess. I, I don't, don't know. It's fucked up though, right? That's, that's really messed up. And you know, to be honest, I wish you'd never introduced me <laughs> to this concept because I'm now going to be puzzling at it. <laughs> You could be on Reddit later, aren't you? Yeah, there's going to be a subreddit for that. Right, <clears throat> not for four so far. I'm not doing well. No, right, number five. I'd say this one's easier than the last one, so. Sasquatch. Sasquatch? <laughs> Is that just a massively hairy crotch? I'm going to let you have that one. That's that's that's. That's one out of five so far. When someone hasn't shaved and their pubic region is out of control. Yeah, so it looks like a Sasquatch. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Fuck me. Did you just go on Urban Dictionary or something? Three different websites. I took a couple from all the different websites. Because Sasquatch yeah. is definitely an Urban Dictionary. Um, no, I got that from some American article of ele- <laughs> 11 sexual... <coughs> kinks or sexual phrases that you didn't know and you probably don't want to know. No. Jesus. Yeah. Um, oh, this one's another pronounceable one. Our Sassin Sass Inophilia. A-W-A-S-A-S-S-N-I-N-I-N-O-F-I-F-H-I-L-I-A. Our Sass Inophilia. That sounds like something to do with, with Outlook and Assassins having sex, but I don't think it is. <laughs> is that your final answer? I ain't got a fucking clue. Being being in life threatening situations. Oh, so like that that video that everyone had bootleg copies of in the nineties, uh, Crash, the first Crash, not the one that won all the awards. Oh no, the first the one, one where the guy fucks a, a woman's crash wound. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to Google that the other year. You have to do some really creative Googling to actually find that, that film. I've seen I didn't it. find that film. I found references to it. I've but seen it. Definitely. I've been watching it. it around Dean's. Yeah. I've seen it a couple of times, I think. <laughs> a couple of different people have been like, watch this, it's really fucked yeah. up. Yeah. Watch this. And it's like, uh, what? No, I, I don't need to see this. If I can find a copy, we'll cover it. We'll cover that. Yeah, that'll be awesome. <laughs> it that sounds will. like a touching special That episode. is a touching special episode right there. We'll do a group watch of Crash. Right. Number six, CBT. What? CBT. That's a com- what? That's not a sex term, is it? It is. That's it? a compulsory bike test. No. It's also isn't it? Saying, oh, CBD is the oil, isn't it? Yeah. CBT. Cock blocking trousers where your trousers are too tight. <laughs> You're nearly there. <laughs> CBT, not cognitive behavioural therapy. Within the world of kink, CBT means cock and ball torture. Uh, you see, that's not one of mine. No, no, no. Not, not, not about that. Anything less sexy? No, than cock and ball torture. To be fair, the, the, the other day, um, 
was I? I did something, and basically something just just very lightly knocked my balls, and that I couldn't sit properly for the next two hours. I'm sort of like, <laughs> you know, when you get that dull ache, and you're just like, oh come on, it didn't even hit that hard. So the idea of someone actively, yeah. you know. No, thank yeah, you. I, I can categorically say right now, even though I'm not into any of the other ones we've done. Yeah, I was going to say, we're, we're coming out hard against yeah. this. The others we've been fairly ambivalent on. Yeah, yeah I mean, R- I don't mind cannibalising, <laughs> but do not torture my cock and balls. I mean, please. chop your legs off and bait. Yeah. Mate, I will be all over you, but but no, you can't touch my dick. <laughs> all right, three, or three left. Uh, I'm not the pervert I thought I was, no. clearly. Queening. Queen. Oh. Um, isn't that like the reverse of simping? Well, isn't that the the other side of simping? Don't know. First, we explain what simping is. Simping, where you're 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 basically fawn over someone who has no interest in you, and you send them money, and you defend them online, and you white knight them, and shit like that, and you're you're basically kind of like a cuck, but not really. Okay. And queening, I think. My understanding of queening is the other side of that. When someone is queening you, it means they're simping for you. Okay. I'm just going to drop this in here so that I can add him in the in the tags. Will Ne is a massive simp for Belle Delphine. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, See, dropping the names, networking. I I know both of them people. Oh my god, you do? Yeah. Fuck me. Yeah. How do you know who Will Ne is? Um, because he did a YouTube with this guy named Stephen Tries. I discovered on YouTube because he did a version of Stormzy's Shut Up video. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I've got to take notes of all this because these are all people I can tag on their socials. It, they also did a video where they um, kind of set each other up on uh, Tinder, I think it was, and they were trying to, and they were replying for each other or something. No, it was a long time ago. Oh, uh, I've seen uh, him and uh, Will and Ian, the other boys, yeah. do that. So that's that sort of thing quite often. <coughs> Queening. Is the glamorous name for sitting on someone's face? That's just unnecessary. Just sit on their face. You don't need to. Okay, whatever, whatever. Internet, fuck you. Two left, (laughs) and so far you've got one. And it was the it was was the given. It was the the easy one. one I threw in there just to help you out. Figging. Figging. This is. Considering we've covered raping and cannibalising, Dear Souls is the most fucked up one of them. Is this, is this the one where you stab your balls with things? No. Oh, I'm feeling nice, so you're going to get another chance of another chance to answer what figuring is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, great, because I'm, I really stand a chance of that. Um, oh, I, I don't know. Is that the one where you take a shit, you freeze it, and then you fuck someone with it? No. No, okay. Oh, I have no idea then. Figging. The act of inserting a piece of peeled ginger into an anus in order to burn, sting and inflict pain. This originated as a form of punishment dealt to female prisoners by the Greek and Roman empires. <laughs> Why figging? Why no, fig- That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the most fucked up one. Oh my god. <laughs> I'd call that ginger tea. Yeah. Because <laughs> It just makes more sense. Right, one more. And if you don't get this, then you are really not the person I thought you were. <laughs> Autogenophilia. Autogenophilia. It's doing something to yourself. 
I threw this one in there specifically for you. Specifically for me? Yeah. I thought, the last question... Is I, this I, just I, a posh name for something like... I was going to say normal, but normal doesn't feature heavily in this podcast. Is this just a posh name for something else that I would know by a different name? Because I'm thinking it is. Uh, possibly, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, possibly. It's, it's doing something to your own genitals. What is it doing to your own genitals? Is it... I don't know. I have no idea. Autogenophilia. Sexual arousal of a biological male in response to the image of himself as a female. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay, fair enough. One out of ten. One out of ten. I'm clearly not the pervert you make me out to be. No, clearly not. (laughs) It's almost like... All these accusations and slanderous lies have been naught but the, the imaginings of a deranged mind. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> we both know better than that. Yeah, I just don't spend enough time on the websites learning the names yeah, of these yeah. things. I've done all of them. I just, I've done I all just of them. I don't know just, the names. You know. <laughs> what about, what was the, what was the, 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 the raping and cannibalising someone? What was that one? Uh, Anthropop Hagalima. So what about auto Anthropop Hagalima? That's where you rape and eat yourself. So it's just basically having a really angry wank and then biting your nails. <laughs> loopholes. It's all about the loopholes. That's the Barnard Castle of. I'm going to be on Wikipedia later adding that as description <laughs> to that list of failures I found. Oh god! <laughs> wow. I mean, you're not quite. I thought I honestly thought you'd get at least five or six of them. I thought I'd get more. I mean, clearly the world of perversion is far broader than than yeah. even my horizons. I really thought you'd get autogenophilia. I mean, I mean, I didn't know these had the posh names. Disappointing. That's, that's like a sci- That's a proper scientific name. It's like somebody is someone with with a, with a knowledge of how like. To Greek. be fair, I could have probably put that one in as cross-dressing, but I thought I'd go for the actual... Whacking sign. off to pictures of you cross-dressing yeah. is basically what it is. <laughs> Not I've... pictures of you cross-dressing, because no. that would give me nightmares. Oh, yeah. Pictures of me cross-dressing? I thought... I really thought you were going to be better than this, so I, had to, I decided to throw some curveballs in there and use some scientific names, but <laughs> I could have just... I could have... I mean, vampirism was on the list. Do you know what that is? Vampirism? Yeah. Well, I know what vampirism is. I don't know what vampirism means in terms of whatever hellish underworld site you went to to find these definitions. Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Well, all <laughs> the... Tell me vampirism all the failures, in Wikipedia. All the failures were on Wikipedia. Yeah, that makes sense. I had to go to some different articles for the other ones. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I can't imagine Wikipedia has an article on Sasquatch. No. <laughs> I think the description for vampirism was just the sexual attraction to people dressed as vampires or you being dressed as a vampire whilst you make love I mean that's look it up on Wikipedia I, I'm, no I don't doubt it I don't doubt it says it I just think it's bullshit <laughs> you don't think there's people out there do you? there is so I think the name's head. bullshit oh okay but that's, and that's just dressing up for sex it's like yeah. role play who doesn't do that it's just role play it's just role play just exactly role playing as a vampire instead <laughs> Like I do on a fairly regular yeah. basis. Although just lately, it's summertime, so I've been role-playing as a pirate. Not for sex, just... Not for sex, just for 
shits and giggles, yeah, basically. You're lucky. If it hadn't been so fucking warm today, I was going to pyre it up. Oh, I was like, God. yeah, got an excuse. And then I was like, I got up this morning and I was like, I'll be honest, I don't even want to wear a fucking t-shirt right now. The let fact alone. that I had to spend two and a half hours watching the film wasn't enough. <laughs> yeah, you now get to spend like another hour or so talking about it. I mean, what more could you ask for? I mean, you're very, very welcome. And what you'll realise as I go through my notes is that A, I tried to keep it positive, <laughs> and B, I struggled. So I've included lots of questions. <laughs> Just so I had some notes. Just so you had some notes. Yeah. Awesome. See, I, I was, I got to the end of it, and obviously this is the, the film we covered is the middle, or, or middle entry in a trilogy. And I was like, oh man, I really want to watch the third one now. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to watch it. I was like, but just for my own gratification, I was like, I don't think I can force Reggie to watch a second one. Not for another six months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it probably be, it probably won't be until like later in the year or next year that we cover this because at the moment we seem to be doing. One Pirates of the Caribbean movie a year. Yeah, I can't. I can't deal with more than that. No, but I, I will probably be watching it. I was about to say this weekend, but it's already Sunday afternoon, so yeah. probably not this weekend. No. <laughs> You'll be watching it on Wednesday night when the rest of the country is cheering England on. I mean, that'll give me something to do. It was really annoying yesterday, right? Because all my fuck, I had to have my windows open because it was hot, and all my fucking neighbours kept cheering. What a bunch of cunts! What a bunch of selfish cunts! I was sat there and. I nearly got ganked by a fucking uh, skeleton galleon last night because I'm sat there and I'm cruising around and I'm like, right, where am I going on my map table? This is on CFDs, by the way. If you want to join me, it's Rooney the Waster. I'm on, like, all the platforms. Um, and I'm, like, cruising around. I'm like, right, I've got to go here. I've got to get this treasure hoard and I've got to take it back to this island there. Bosh. And then, like, I'm hooting and hollering and going out and there's effing and jeffing and all sorts of nonsense out my window. And because of that, I was so distracted by all this noise that a fucking skeleton galleon spawned next to me, rose up out of the waves, and fucking ganked me. I got sunk. Sounds like just geek problems. Your problems. Nerd problems. <sighs> I mean, it was good, because it did mean the servers were really empty last night. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> right, so, uh, that was more sports in talk by, you know, sort of. Uh, so let's get on to this week's subject matter. Obviously, it was my choice because we're doing Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. Um, and yeah, I really like Pirates of the Caribbean. It's funny because the first time I watched them... <laughs> never. I would never have known you like Pirates or Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean. The first time I watched them, I didn't like them. I was, I was like, uh, yeah, okay. That's great. Amy was the big Pirates of the Caribbean fan. And then as I've gotten older, bizarrely, I've become more of a fan... Of Pirates of the Caribbean than I was when when I first discovered when they first came out, which is odd to be honest. Before this podcast, I'd only ever seen the first one, and I thought it was okay, but I, I had never had any intention of ever watching that or any of the others ever again. <laughs> and now I'm sitting here having watched the first one again and done a podcast on it. Now I'm podcasting <laughs> on the second one, and I know I'm going to have to podcast on the rest. No, you only have to podcast on on the third one because okay. the rest of them. I, I refuse to acknowledge they exist. Oh, okay. <laughs> because um, it was really really annoying because number four had Ian McShane, Lovejoy himself, yeah. um, in it playing Blackbeard, who's one of my favourite pirates. Uh, it, was just, it was just a bit... It was kind of like a TV special, but yeah. it wasn't. It was another big budget Holly, Hollywood movie. <laughs> I thought this one was... Nah, so. oh, you suck. All right, anyway. 
So, I have trivia. Trivia. Brace yourself. <laughs> Brace yourself because I've got fucking loads of it. Okay. So, it was released 24th of June 2006 at a special screening in Disneyland. The rest of us peasants got it on the 7th of July 2006. Um, because I suppose when you're Disney you can do that and yeah, people will will pay. Especially since it was the second one they could get away with that. Yeah, after, especially after the success of the first one. They were just like, you can do whatever the fuck, fuck you it, want. Yeah, now. people will pay for it. Budget. We'll start it really badly. We'll end it with no real ending. And then we'll make them all come back to watch a third one. <laughs> this coming from the man whose favourite Star Wars film is Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Move along. Nothing to see here. <laughs> um, and a budget. Of- oh, hang on. That's got an intro. Probes being shot out into space. No, but the, you, you actually spend some time on Hoff. You watch Luke get attacked by the mob. Monster harness to go and save him. This is just like you get. You watch Elizabeth and ninety Will seconds get arrested. of super dramatic music <laughs> over really <laughs> shitty, like raining on roses, and then you get two lines of dialogue of "Oh, we're meant to be getting married." <laughs> I'll get into it later on. Don't worry. <laughs> so had a budget of two hundred and twenty-five million US dollars. Um, I mean, when you look at the cast and the CG and yeah. the scope of production, that's understandable. Box office, one point zero six six billion US dollars, which is no wonder they've made twelve of them. Yeah, that's an obscene amount of money. I I can't do the maths, but that's that's a big return on investment. I mean, anything over a billion, it's just I can just imagine some Disney exec just spaffing all over the boardroom after that. Absolutely. Um, Directed by Gore Verbinski, who has previously directed uh, the. Previous parts of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, uh, and the following one at World's End. Also did The Ring, or the American remake of The Ring, oh, okay. and Rango, which is actually surprisingly good. I've never seen it. That's it, it's the, the, the one about the well, comedian. I have no kids. Why would I watch I mean, I've watched it before I had kids, but <laughs> but that was just because it's Johnny Depp voices uh, oh, Rango. Okay. Um, starring Johnny Depp, Orlando Bloom, Kira Knightley, Stellan Skarsgård, Bill Nye. Jack Davenport, Kevin R. McNally, Jonathan Price, and Mackenzie Crook. Yes, good old <laughs> Yeah, he wasn't on the original casting list, but I added him in oh, there because I feel that he deserves it. Um, now, the scene where Jack Parrow called... Jack Parrow? <laughs> Captain <laughs> Jack Parrow. Uh, where Jack Sparrow calls Davy Jones fish face and sings to them, I got a jar of dirt, <laughs> which the internet loved, was unscripted and improvised by Johnny Depp. And the reactions of the rest of the characters are genuine reactions because nobody expected him to do that after falling down the stairs. I got a note. It basically says, Oi, fish face. My favourite Jack Sparrow moment. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, the dice game that Will Turner plays with Davy Jones is called Liar's Dice. A gambling game where each player has to make consecutively higher bids based upon how many of each die they claim are on the table. So two threes, four fives, blah, blah, blah. Until the player is called a liar. Um, in which case, all the dice are, sh- <coughs> are shown and it's seen if the bid is correct. Normally a player only loses a die when caught in a lie and is not out of the game until he has lost all of his dice. Okay. So, you can actually play that on one of the DVDs. It's got a playable game built into the menu and you can play Liar's Dice right. with the, 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 the crew of the Black Pearl. 
I tried it once and really didn't understand the rules. I, I didn't understand the rules when I was watching them play it in the film. And I no. thought, hang on, it's meant to be a kid's film. I have a vague idea of how it's played. And I think I'm, I've got a note later saying I want to actually learn to play it so I can play it. But I'll I save mean, that for a board game night. I was going to say, who are you going to play against? <laughs> well volunteered. Yeah. Um, the Kraken was apparently difficult to animate as it had no real life reference. Um Despite some of the notes I found on IMDb, yeah. where people are legitimately trying... I, I'm assuming it can be community edited, because there were some people on there actually saying, yeah, 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 so the Kraken's a real-life thing, um, and they found it, and they did this, and it was that, and I'm like, no, no, it's not. I don't know what the fuck you've been smoking, bro. As a cryptozoologist, as a cryptozoologist in, training, in training, I can tell you that, as yet, we have no evidence that the Kraken is a real thing. No, they basically decided that the Kraken is, Kraken is real because giant squid and mega squid have been spotted, therefore the Kraken's real. Oh, but yeah. that's because people are crazy on the internet, as mass, uh, raping and eating your, your date has proven. Um, now, it was difficult to animate because, like I said, it had no real-life yeah. reference until animation director Hal T. Hickel... Awesome name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, instructed the crew to watch King Kong vs. Godzilla from 1963, ah, in which they yeah. had a real octopus crawling over miniatures for several of the scenes. Awesome. And that's how they animated the Kraken. They should have done that in this. They should have just got a miniature boat and just... Just a big around. octopus yeah. climbing over it. Interesting thing about the, the, the Kraken, I've got a note about that discussion they have about it. Um, I was sat there last night, uh, I was, like I said, playing CFDs, and Cody was watching, and he said it was like, the music changed to like this dramatic, threatening music, like, oh, fuck, 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 no, 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 because I had a hold full of treasure, and I was like, if I get sunk, I'm going to lose thousands. Oh, um, no. I know. Thousands of fake... Thousands fake of fake doubloons. Yeah. <coughs> well, they're pieces of eight, not doubloons. Um, and Cody was like, what is it? Is it the Kraken? And I was like... No, it's not. But how did you know that pronunciation of it? And then he went, I watched it with you last night. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, and awesome. Amy was like, well, that's wrong, isn't it? I was like, well, technically, no. Yeah. Um, technically, it's the Scandinavian. It's the original Scandinavian yeah. pronunciation. Um, and I was like, but no, well done for, well done for remembering that, Cody, because that was quite cool. And it yeah. really took me by surprise. Um, Johnny Depp's frequent collaborator, yeah. Tim Burton, uh, contrib- contributed some of the conceptual designs of several crew mem- members aboard the Flying Dutchman. Okay. Um, That's not surprised me. Nope, it really doesn't. No. They look like some of them look like extras from Halloween Town. Yeah. Um, the film was shot back to back with the third instalment of the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise and the last one this podcast officially recognises <laughs> at World's End. And um, and I think that works really well. I'd like to see more franchises do that if they know that they're telling a story over two or three parts film them all back to back yeah because you don't get in this film it's when you watch the two with, of them with um, lord of the rings isn't it like yeah. just literally when they just film, film and it them. just flows so much better because everyone's in character the sets are all there and they all stay the same fucking age yeah rather than making a film making a sequel to it five years later everyone's five years older and then you're trying to hide the fact that they've gotten older even though it's only supposed to have been like two months or something if or, anything jack looks better in this film than he did in the first one. Yeah. <laughs> These dreadlocks look decidedly more fake in this one than it, than they did in the f- first one as well. Yeah, 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 I'm assuming you must have washed them at some point. I feel like someone went to like Brixton Market and got one of them reggae hats <laughs> with, the, with the dreadlocks <laughs> and just put it on underneath his, his captain's hat. <laughs> Which is funny because he wears his hat a lot less yeah. in this one, so there's much more focus on his hair. Yeah. Yeah, that's strange design choices. Um, now, 
this ties in to the name of the film. It's not just a random piratey fact because I've re- refrained from just dropping them in. R. R. A popular pirate punishment was marooning. Yeah. The pirate who was being punished was put on an island and left, sometimes for a few days, sometimes permanently. The Dead Man's Chest is a small rocky island, so called because the rocks reminded the pirates of a ribcage. Ah. It has no water or shade and is so low that waves frequently wash over it. To be marooned on the chest was to be given a death sentence under the broiling Caribbean sun, which would be horrific. Yeah. Especially without even being left with a pistol and shot. You couldn't even just... Yeah. You'd, you'd literally have, to have to literally to stay there. Till stay there or try and swim and get eaten, probably. I think I'd just drown myself. Yeah. I think that'd be a better way to go than yeah. just slowly yeah. broiling, to get, broiling to death. Or just headbutt the fucking rocks. <laughs> Anything but just slowly dying. Slowly dying. Yeah. I mean, it probably wouldn't be that slow. I, mean, well, I say it would be that slow. It would take several days, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah no, that would be deeply unpleasant. I think I'd rather be shot. Um, deleted footage from Tortuga, filmed during Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, was edited into this film oh, okay. to extend the uh, the Tortuga scenes. Why I felt no need to extend Anything in this film is beyond me. <laughs> You're such a grump fish. Um, two and a half fucking hours. <laughs> the next the, one's the next one's two hours and forty six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, your face has fallen even further than it yeah. did when you spotted the camera. Uh, um, the texture of Davy Jones's skin was made by scanning a dirty coffee cup and applying it to the screen using Photoshop-type software. Oh, like that. <laughs> that's good. I can be positive again now. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, the Black Pearl and the Flying Dutchman were actually built for this film uh, and at oh, World's okay. End, uh, rather than... Because what they normally do is they'll take an exist- there's a yeah. handful of existing sailing ships and they dress them up as different ships, like they did in uh, Pirates, uh, the first one, yeah. uh, Curse of the Black Pearl. I can't remember the name of the ship, but it's played various different ships in films and shit. Um, in this one, they built them. They were built. I mean, I think the Black Pearl was built over the top of a small oil tanker of some kind. Okay. So that it was seaworthy, and then they built yeah. the ship on top. I can't, I, I'm not sure what um, the Flying Dutchman was built on, but yeah, they were actual ships. I suppose if you've got Disney budgets and you're making two films in one, you can build pirate yeah. ships, right? Yeah. You've got $225 million to yeah. splash around, and that probably would have been spent on uh, native labour so it would have been a lot cheaper than getting it built in the US Um, when Mr Gibbs is enlisting new recruits at the tavern a bunch of men are pulling a man out of a well and he slowly spits out water this is a recreation of a scene in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at the Walt Disney theme parks I didn't notice that but that is pretty cool yeah didn't when we when we covered this like the first Pirates of the Caribbean film I was still actually doing some research before we actually sat down to record <laughs> and i think one of the things i researched was that um disney was so desperate to get like a pirate themed world in their parks yeah that they kept trying to launch stuff that would allow them to do it and that and that the pirates of the caribbean franchise was the one where they struck gold and yeah. that allowed them to go and do it which is why i'm not surprised they've made so many and obviously they make so much money from them yeah I think a huge amount of money from this i mean my next note, at 13500 and something, something, something million dollars, domestically, in its opening weekend, it was the first motion picture to reach $100 million, uh, the fastest, accomplishing the feat in two days. Fucking hell. That's, that's just obscene figures, $100 million in two days. 
People do like them pirates, don't they? And that's domestically. That's not even overseas. What's wrong with me? <laughs> I don't know. I've been asking this for a long time. Maybe you're secretly Chinese. Because the film is banned in China for its depiction of cannibalism, ghosts and the undead. Segways, I love them. <laughs> yeah. Um, Beckett's Letters of Mark, which he plays a major thing in this film, uh, are signed by George R., which is the signature of King George I of England, which places the movie in the early to mid-1700s, since King George reigned from 1714 to 1727, yeah. which puts it somewhere around the peak, what, the peak period of the Golden Age of Piracy. Um, the line, delivered by Will Turner, who is clearly England's answer to um, Captain America, I can do this all day, was improvised by Orlando Bloom. Oh, OK. <laughs> I did not know that. No. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. How Wait, did Chris Evans steal that? How much do you feel as the scriptwriter that you spent months and months <laughs> toiling over this, these scripts and then it turns out all the best all the best lines and all the best little moments were just ad-libbed? I have a note on that, oh, okay. which which kind of answers that question, but it's, it's a little bit further in. Okay. Um, during the filming, uh, the cast and crew had to be evacuated to LA because of Hurricane Wilma Ooh. interrupted filming. Um it stated in the DVD commentary that the scene where several people argue how to pronounce Kraken was added due to an error by Kevin McNally. The word is pronounced Kraken, but when McNally, as Mr. Gibbs, first said the creature's name, he pronounced it Kraken, and this caught on with the rest of the cast. Um, so the scene was added to show how the creature's name is actually pronounced and show that Disney are aware of that, but they're just doing their thing. And it's interesting because until I watched this film I'd never heard it pronounced Kraken no me neither so it either shows how pervasive this pronunciation has become or other people like me if you showed me that word on paper I'd pronounce it's, it as, as Kraken as it's well it's just the, the western pronunciation though isn't it so yeah. and we grew up here so that's the one sense. that we hear all the time yeah yeah. It's, it's, yeah I thought that was quite interesting and obviously Cody banging it out last night and blowing my tiny little mind now as any Disney fans will know, because I know there are some people out there, um, the film franchise was inspired by Pirates of the Caribbean ride in the Disney theme parks. Yeah. Uh, and there are a lot of references in the films to the ride and now in the ride to the films. For the film's release, the Walt Disney Company redesigned the Pirates of the Caribbean rides in Walt Disney World and Disneyland to feature Captain Jack Sparrow, Captain Barbosa, and an appearance by the film's supernatural character, Davy Jones, as part of the attraction and that newly refurbed ride premiered the same day as the film. Ah. Uh, Tia Dalma's Swamp is a recreation of the opening bayou scene in the ride in Disneyland, complete with the fireflies. The shack by the river, as the crew goes to see Tia Dalma, is identical to the shack on the far side of the river, across from the boarding dock of the Magic Kingdom's Jungle Cruise ride in Orlando, Florida. Ah. Um, and the pirate band playing in the inn oh, at yeah. Tortuga, um, are modelled on the band playing on the ride in the same location. I'm sorry, I'm sitting here desperately <laughs> trying to remember the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Yeah, I haven't been on it since I was tw 19, 20. I've been, so, I've been to all these parks like three separate times. I cannot, for the life of me, remember this ride. I went in my late teens, yeah. possibly early 20s with, with Dal. Yeah. Um, and I remember bits of it, but I remember the Tortuga scenes, but that's about I it. I no, no memory of it. I remember the I thing. Got a feeling I just didn't go on it. <laughs> I remember the um, 
the first time I went on it was with my family and I was much younger. Yeah. Um, and my nan and my mum and my grand, like basically all of us are on yeah. this fucking ride because we was like, oh, well, it's one of those ones like you go through and it's yeah. got animatronics and blah, blah, blah. So my nan and my mum came on it with us. And obviously, I don't know if you remember, but near the end, you go through a, into it. Well, you don't remember. Um, but you go into like a darkened tunnel and a skull and crossbones appears and says, ah, beware, there'll be squalls ahead. Okay. And we're all like, what the fuck does that mean? And then you drop down a log flume. <laughs> not a very big one no. but it's dark and it comes out because the rest of it you're all just like yeah, yeah. just floating along and then all of a sudden you drop down it's probably only 12 foot maybe yeah. this drop but yeah I remember my nan and my mum were so pissed off because they were not expecting that and they don't like that sort yeah. of thing <laughs> uh, um, it was the highest growthy, growthing growthing the highest grossing movie of 2006 beating The Da Vinci Code Cars, Casino Royale, and Superman Returns. To be fair, Casino Royale is a far superior film. How it beat that? I don't know. See, this this shows our differing taste in films yeah. because I didn't like Casino Royale. Did you not? <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, I, I kind of really... groaned when I saw it in the stack of DVDs you sent round. Oh, okay, I'll take it home. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I was really hoping we could do all the new, all the Daniel Craig Bond I mean, films. I've made you do Pirates of the Caribbean, so I feel it's only fair that I do. Casino Royale. So, um, but yeah, that, it's it's there's interesting no, there's because there's no point in doing Casino Royale. We're not going to do them all. No. I mean, I watched Spectre the other day. Spectre. Don't, don't get me wrong; they're all completely fucking bemusingly like implausible. <laughs> well, they're Bond films. Yeah, but they're slightly more serious than the old school Bond. Yeah, film. that's true. I felt I've read something interesting actually. Okay, it's just weird that we're talking about fucking James Bond because I saw something a quote by uh, talking about Roger Moore when mm. he was um, Bond. Yeah, and I know it's heresy to say it, especially to older listeners. He's my favourite, but well, he was my Bond. Yeah, because he was the, he was the one I saw yeah. growing up. Um, but the reason he stopped being stopped playing Bond is basically he declined the role, declined to do anymore. Okay, um, and it was the age gap between him and the leading ladies. Oh yeah, because uh, he was uh, getting older and they were staying the same age. Uh, uh, I'll paraphrase because I can't remember it exactly, but it was something along the lines of, you know, I was in my fifties and my leading ladies were in their twenties, yeah. and you reach a point where it's just disgusting, <laughs> and it's like, no, oh, yeah, fair play, fair yeah. play, because yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's weird. But I didn't realise he was so fucking old. No, you don't. He, he doesn't he didn't look it. Look it. No. I mean, I don't know whether that was like creative makeup and just for men or or yeah. what, but maybe it's a uh, good genes. Um, Oh, good on you, Roger Moore. You're not a. I mean, he, I think now he is a, he is a right wing uh, Brexiter. No, I think so. Yeah, uh, he not... hasn't done much in the last few years, but he came out. Not my bond. A few years back, yeah. Oh, I was. I, I think. Sake. I just stopped looking up, looking up what he was up to, in case he said anything else to disillusion me further. Uh, another childhood favourite. <laughs> another childhood memory dashed on the, the rocks of reality. Yeah. Fuck um, you, Roger Moore. <laughs> Stellan Skarsgård's character, Bootstrap Bill Turner, is the only character on the Flying Dutchman wearing makeup and prosthetics. The See, rest he's the only actual human character. No, the rest of they were all played by humans, yeah. but they were wearing motion capture suits, uh, and they were all fully CG. Yeah. Um, even Bill Nye, for the first yeah. scenes he did, he had some makeup around his eyes and mouth just in case the CG didn't work. Yeah. But they but didn't need that, it, so it after just... that they didn't bother. So it's oh, it's okay. literally just him. It must have looked ridiculous because you've got him. He, he would have had like a something on his 
leg to mimic the peg leg, stomping over to you in a yeah. motion capture thing, just doing a doing weird squid faces at you, and it's just Bill Nye, you know. <laughs> um, planning for the film began in June 2004, and production was much larger than Pirates of the Caribbean Curse of the Black Pearl from 2003. By November, the script was still unfinished, as the writers didn't want Gore Verbinski and Jerry Bruckheimer to compromise what they had written. So Verbinski worked with James Ward Burkett to storyboard major sequences without need of a script, while Elliot and Rossio wrote a preparatory script for the crew to use before they finished the script they were happy with. By January 2005, with rising costs and no script, Disney threatened to cancel the film, but fortunately changed their minds. As if they were ever going <laughs> to fucking cancel it. That was just saber-rattling, yeah. wasn't it? Sort it out, I will cancel the whole fucking thing. Um... The writers instead would accompany the crew on location, feeling that the lateness of their rewrites would improve the spontaneity of the cast performances. So they basically had a guideline script. It was like when we was at fucking college yeah. doing shit, and you it would be semi-improvisational, where you had the basic lines, yeah. you took them and you ran with it, which is probably why there's some... Really good ad-libs. Like, ad-libs in this, because... But, I don't know. It's just, a very bizarre way to do it. It's, it just seems like... These two writers are just like, oh no, this is our masterpiece. <laughs> it's like, no, you're fucking lying. You're like Samuel L. Jackson's fucking agent. <laughs> know your fucking place. You write the script. You get paid to write the script. Once the script's written, to be your fair, job's done. over a billion in in box office returns. So they clearly did something right. And even you said about the good ad libs. So they must have been doing something right. Yeah, but to be fair, that would be like. Taken over the Star Wars franchise and oh, oh no, wait, that, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fresh wound. Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean is the twelfth highest grossing film franchise ever. Okay, is it uh, higher than Rocky? Did you say? I didn't. No, oh. I did mean to look this I up, but I ran out of time. I imagine it is. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> that's a callback, guys. <laughs> uh, Ten nerd points. In fact, I will send a sticker to anyone that can go back and tell me what episode that was that was referencing yeah I'll double down I'll send you a sticker as well um, Jack Sparrow has red and green beards in his beard braids and red and green rings on his left and right index fingers respectively red is used to demark the left or port side of a ship for navigation and green for the right or starboard side so he's effectively written left and yeah. right on the backs of his hands <laughs> Is that for continuity? Because obviously a lot of this stuff was probably done on sets or on green screens yeah. and stuff, so he he might turn around and not... Because you've got nothing to say. Okay. I don't you know. know. I, I, I just assumed it was a characterisation choice in his in his. Wardrobe. Oh, okay. So the character is just like... It's I don't know Jack, Jack Sparrow right. can't remember which is port and starboard, so oh, okay. he has... Fair enough. <laughs> um, the scene where Elizabeth kisses Jack Sparrow was actually left out of Orlando Bloom's script for a better reaction. <laughs> so again, maybe there are some plus points to rewriting stuff on like on set, basically. Um, I discovered in my research for this a wonderful new phrase. A melee à trois. What does that mean? It means a three-way fight. Oh, okay. Because melee is obviously yeah. close combat and à trois. Yeah. Yeah, well, we all know what that is because menage à trois. Eve... Um, yeah, I discovered that new phrase whilst researching this. <laughs> Someone had referenced this. That they said, oh yeah, the melee à trois between so-and-so and so, -and -so. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, that's an awesome word and I'm never going to have a chance to use it except on my podcast. You mean the final hour of the film? Where they... 
And now, Reggie's favourite uh, piece of trivia, the body count. Not enough. <laughs> Whatever you say is not going to be enough. 56 <laughs> and one hermit crab. Oh, that poor hermit crab. That poor hermit crab, who gets eaten. And it, that's a really bizarre characterisation, because you never see anything like that no. for the rest of the film. It's just like, they just thought that would be cool, didn't they? Yeah, they yeah, thought yeah, that was good. Yeah. So there we go, that was like the longest trivia ever. It is. You clearly really, really like this film. There was so much more I could have put in yeah. there, but I was like, it's interesting to me, as both a pirate fan and a, a, a fan of Pirates of the Caribbean. I think but you should have done it, because my notes are not that good. Oh, I have quite a few, so um, we should be fine. Um, my first one starts right at the very beginning of the film. Um, can I can I use the toilet before we get into it? Oh, oh, oh! Yeah, good okay. <laughs> A large hazelnut latte and half a bottle of water. Hazelnut latte, you're such a tart. Have some apple juice, <laughs> like a man. Right, notes. Uh, the opening credits, these are my kind of credits. What, non-existent. you got the name, yeah. a scenic shot, start the film. Bosh, it's over in like 20 seconds or something. Mm -hmm. We don't get any like... For like two minutes of shit we don't care about. Which is surprising for Jerry Brockheimer. It is, yes. Yeah. <laughs> My... Maybe they edit it out, edit it out in post. Yeah. yeah, they shot it. They shot it all. It's, it's ten minutes long and they just edit it out. You go to the director's cut, there's a 30 minute intro scene. <laughs> Credits. That's a good segue into my my first note that says that intro was definitely edited down, right? I would imagine so. Yeah. I feel like they shot an entire wedding and they did the whole thing, and then it came to be like four hours long, and they were like, "We need to lose. We something. need to lose something." And yeah, I can imagine there was more establishing shots. I I like the the opening that they do in this because it, it's. It's probably not so good if you haven't watched the first film because mm. you're like, well, who are these? Why do I care? What's going on here? But if you are if you are a fan and you've seen the previous ones, especially if you've seen it relatively recently, which Disney was clearly banking on, you know who these people are, you know who was supposed to be getting married, and you know why it's important that they bash down that particular door because that's Whittle's blacksmith shop. So I have a different feeling on it to you <laughs> shall I jump to my later note if it's relevant to this yeah as much as I love the whole Caption Jack is a tribal god with eight <laughs> eyes portion of this film I can't help but think the story and the emotional journey of the characters would be better served if they'd cut that out entirely and used half that time to really flesh out the wedding element in the intro because yeah. it's it's why those it's why those two go off yeah. Into the world. Yeah, it doesn't really feel like it feel like they've given it's like, oh yeah, they were getting married, none have been arrested, right? Go. Go, yeah. Whereas then we spend half an hour on this fucking island <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. And I just think if you could have give you could have really set them two characters up on their arc of going on a journey, way better if you'd shown the wedding and and more than like two references to it in the dialogue. <laughs> if you'd shown it, and then you'd really get why Will has to go off because yeah. he's got to get her out of prison, and why it happens rather than just them running around a fucking island for no real reason. I think the reason is you get to see Jack Sparrow being Jack Sparrow. Yes, which and you to get be honest, some action and yeah, it's more that they they. they especially for the opening part of the film, because the film goes on. They do the same with the, the third one as well. 
it starts on an action high and it gets more emotional as the film goes on. Mm. Because obviously the first film isn't very emotional. No. It is just hijinks and... Swashbuckling. And swashbucklingness. And they kind of try to start on that, but they need something there to give it some emotional weight, which yeah. is why I think they give a very, very minimal introduction with the wedding and the arrests. Um, and then they move that, and that's kind of the high action part of it. And then you start getting deeper and deeper into emotional stuff and layers and other bits going on, which it would have been very jarring had they just started with something like that. Mm. Something emotionally heavy right at the start of the film, coming off the back of the last one, which ends on such a flippant high note, it would have been very jarring between the two. Especially yeah. for people watching it at home who could watch it back to back. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's how I interpreted it anyway. I also like the fact that they, right at the beginning, they set up new bad guys. Yeah. Because you sort of get to it and you're like, well, is this going to be Norrington chasing Jack? Because at the end of the last film, Barbosa was dead. Yeah. The undead crew weren't undead anymore. They were working for Jack. So what are they do now? And then Cutler Beckett comes in and it's like, ooh, evil corporation, the East India Company. Nice. Really. I love, I love the fact that a big multinational mega corporation taps in to the evil vein of the big multinational mega corporation. Yeah. <laughs> Don't look at us. Look at them. Look at them. Look how bad they are. Oh, aren't they ghastly? By the way, go work in our sweatshops yeah. in India. I just, I feel like there's a really good film in here. <laughs> that kind of gets lost. Should we get should we get in touch? Should we flag down one of the Disney black helicopters that circles us from time to time, uh, and just ask if you can get the raw footage so you can re-edit it oh, and make you know <laughs> Reggie man's chest, <laughs> dead man's Reggie, just like your cut of it. It'd be two hours long, and it would well, mate, it would be so much better. It'd, it'd just be like no Jack Sparrow. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've got a positive note, like boot, bootstrap build looks awesome with the muscles on his face. They freak me out, yeah. especially there's one. There's a scene later on where he's got like some kind of sea anemone coming out of his yeah. cheek, and I'm just like, with, with the starfish that takes off half his face. It's yeah, brilliant. I think it looks really good. Also, another positive note: watching the ship get sucked under is pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. They do. They, uh, which, which we said earlier again, about the Kraken, if, but again, the thing. <laughs> I don't. Maybe I was just pre. Disposed to not like this film before I slide. But <laughs> really, surely you, not. You see that, right? You see the Kraken just take the ship very easily. No, nothing. I know exactly what you're going to say. And then the next two times we see the Kraken, look what he actually has to come up, wrap it. That's, that's the hero trope, though, isn't it? Because you all, you see that in, in any media where they're trying to establish this big bad. The big bad takes over the world, another world, in three hours. Yeah. He comes to Earth and do it, and he has a big slog-out battle with the fucking Avengers. Yeah. And it's like, mm, you know, the big bad can clearly do this thing like that. But when it comes to the actual film that he's in, he doesn't, because it'd be a really shit film otherwise. I just think if you're going to make a film two hours and 33 minutes long, <laughs> at least give, like, two minutes to actually watch the tentacles come up, watch it, grapple with it, and then go. I... I didn't realise this film was that long until you pointed it out because I just really enjoy, enjoy it. it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, the, the, oh yeah, the scene with the crows right at the beginning where they're on the island and there's all the prisoners being dragged oh, yeah, into yeah. that fortress. Oh yeah. And you've got the crows and the prisoners. This is a Disney film, damn it! I know. That's a little bit near the mark. It is pretty dark for a there's Disney a, there's film. There's a couple of bits in this where it's just like, 
damn, Disney wouldn't have done this a few years back. No. And you look at it, and you know, this this is the company that won't allow Slave One to be called Slave One anymore. Or, it's Boba Fett Starship. And there's no Slave Layer. There's anymore. no Slave Layer. It's it's yeah, okay, so you'll cut the word slave out, but you're happy with a crow pecking out a man's eye. Yeah. Disney. What? Talk about virtue signalling. Um, I love the governor's embarrassed dad moment. <laughs> a, a scene that works in different ways for kids and adults. Yeah, I had pretty much the same yeah. note. I really love that. I, I love the dual kind of, like, if you're a kid, when she says, I would have had you, if it weren't for the cage, I would have had you already. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, because you would have got married. Oh. Yeah. As an adult, you're like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I want to meet Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah. He's going to smash her back doors yeah. in. Um, this, <laughs> when Jack shoots the monkey, oh, yeah. Gibbs is like, you know, that don't do no good. Does me. Yeah. I need me an undead monkey to shoot. Yeah. It would just be chained up over in that corner there. Yeah. And whenever work bullshit got on my nerves, I, literally I have the flintlock there, yeah. it would just be... <laughs> and he'd be fine. And it would make me feel so much better. It's a good thing you've got a child you can kick, right? Yeah, yeah. Until he comes up here. He, he tries to avoid coming up here during the day because he gets the damn kicking. Have you ever swum through the sea trying to get to shore? It's not as easy as this film looks. Oh, no. It still makes it look... <laughs> And I have done it. When we were in Thailand, we were on this boat trip. And we were probably 300 yards in the sea yeah. from the shore. And they saw the sort of guy was like, we're going to gonna, we're gonna go to shore in a minute. But anyone that wants to jump off board and swim over can do it. So this guy comes along, jumps off board. And I'm like, hmm, fuck you. I can do that too. So hard. Yep. I thought I was going to die numerous times. <laughs> was getting taken by the tide and just frantically trying to get to shore. I did it though because I didn't want to look, look like a pussy. Didn't but... want to look like a pussy. There we go, guys. We're back to that <laughs> yeah. thing again. But... Yeah, he will literally risk drowning so that he doesn't look like a pussy. <laughs> did it? This film makes it look far easier. Than it, it does, actually, doesn't it? Life, I mean, yeah. to be fair, most pirates were incredibly good swimmers because I bet. you had to be. I mean, when rather than bathing in that, once once a month or something, they would literally just strip down, jump overboard, swim around, come back up. Okay. And, and that was, yeah. <laughs> that was hygiene. That was hygiene back then. Um, yeah, it wasn't a big thing. You didn't have hand sanitizer. I mean, you didn't have COVID-19. Yeah, if you had, did. they would have died anyway. Yeah. Um, you don't like the scenes on the island. However, oh, I'm not saying I don't like them. You just think that the film would have been better served had something else been I in their place. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun. I, hijinks and shenanigans. I can see what they're doing there because all the scenes on that island have some very strong Indiana Jones vibes. Oh yeah, definitely. The whole—I th- mean, you've got the, the Ewok, Ewok reference as well with Will being carried yeah. on the pole, but the whole thing has some very strong Indiana Jones vibes. And then another piece of red string there, Jack Sparrow. And Indiana Jones, both got a thing for the hats. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I don't. I'm not against them. I think they're good. It's just there's for full dis- disclosure. <laughs> I only watched this film once. Normally, I watch all the films twice. <laughs> I only watched this one once. Oh, it's two and a half hours, and I think yeah. that's forgivable. But there's there's a disconnect. One minute you you know this film better than me, but Jack escapes from the coffin, mm. goes to his pirate ship. Then we go off and we, we follow some other characters. Next thing you know, we're on the island. Jack's a god. And there's no there's no you, you kind explanation of... Explanation of... At that point, you're kind of doing what Will is. You're finding out what's happening as it's happening. Yeah. And then you get to fill in the, the blanks, which 
It's a it's do a bold choice. Do they fill in the bank? Do they explain why they're there? Well, they don't no, they don't explain what. I think they do that a lot with Jack though. He just like, a, yeah, he just in the first film, the whole thing is like yeah. he he was marooned and he tied sea turtles to his feet. Yeah, I mean it is explained a little bit later in that film, but it's kind of they're, they're alluding, I think, to the Jack Sparrow mystique that he's yeah. tried to build up, and they're like, "Look, mystique," but it's not really. It's just it's Jack just, got really lucky. One minute they're on a ship, the next minute he's a god. There's no explanation <laughs> for it, and then you're running around and and then like kind of the whole island thing ends, and you're like, I don't. I, I don't know what happened. Why Why <laughs> did this even need to be in the film? Yeah, oh. yeah. It is It is just an action scene, isn't it? Yeah. It's It's that sort of... Um, I just think... That's the whole point of it. You could have taken that out, embellished the wedding part at the beginning so mm-hmm. we understand from an emotional point of view why Will's so desperate because he really wants to get married. But at the he same really time... He wants some of that sweet, sweet Elizabeth Swan yeah, ass. Better than, you could, oh, I don't know. I just think this film could have been streamlined and it would have been a far better film. Have Have you reached the age yet where you consider your mortality and start looking after your immortal soul like Rigetti has? <laughs> that's that's a no for those of you who can't see him right now. <laughs> uh, no. I, I have to admit, though, the older I get, the more I'm kind of like, no, I like living. <laughs> I care. I've done it. Oh, and to be fair, I, I say no, but I exercise, I eat healthy, I I do a lot of things. But that's that's and... looking after your mortal frame. What about your immortal soul? My immortal soul. Well, that's going straight to hell anyway. So fair enough. Who I mean, cares? <laughs> um, Mr. Mercer gives me bare tear timer vibes. Is it just me? Uh, he does look like he stepped out of Ankh Morpork, doesn't he? It's just got that, and he's got that kind of unnerving. <sighs> I, I I always view him as more of a thug than than you know yeah. insane like Tia Timer is. Don't know. Yeah, but it's that first scene where he's called into the person on the dock, and then suddenly the person falls. Oh yeah, and he yeah. pulls the knife out, and he's just got that. Good evening, Governor. Yeah, that non-plus <laughs> look. I was just like Tia Timer. <laughs> he'd oh he'd definitely be in the thieves guild, yeah. I reckon. Um. The swinging in the cages that the oh, pirates yeah, do yeah. to escape, and then like the ensuing roll across the island. Yeah, that would make an awesome theme park ride. <laughs> yeah, something based not actually in a cage, like, but something some based ins- on it. Insurance for that? <laughs> no, because it's like you'd have to be mounted on a, on, a, on like a swing sort of thing. Yeah, and it would oh you do the backs and forwards, and it would be one of the like the, the ones with the big screen on it sort of thing, and then you'd go out and it would crumble you as you rolled. Disney. Get on that shit. Don't forget to give me my cut as the, you know, the inventor of this idea. But I um, I watched this documentary. It's fascinating. It was called, what is it called? Class Action Park. Mm. Apparently in the 80s in New Jersey, there was like a, a, a water park <laughs> called Action Park. But there were no rules, no regulations. <laughs> Half the, like, pe- people would get, like, seriously injured every day. Half the rides were built. One person I tested once <laughs> and then shut down because they were just so dangerous. Jesus. And it was fascinating. There was all these people were just like, yeah, you'd go to Action Park and chances were you'd come home injured. But you'd be, but once you got in and paid at the, at the front, no rules. That's Basically insane. run by kids. It was, it was really good. But yeah, I think to, to circle <laughs> right back, your ride would 
fit in no, well. No, no, no. The Imagineers could park. do it and make it safe and oh, sensible yeah. and what have you. But I think that would be awesome. I would pay good money to go on that. I need another explanation on kind of timeline and story here. Okay. Where did Gareth from the office and his mate come from when they sat in on that tiny rowboat with a dog? I don't know. Because if you're trying to tell me they've sailed from wherever they are looking for the Black Pearl in a tiny <laughs> rowboat with a dog, I ain't buying I, it. They've I, got to have come from somewhere close, It doesn't right? explain where they've been since the end of the first film because they're on the Pearl yeah. at the end of the first you film. Get that nice, look, they're arrested, aren't they? They get arrested at the end of the first film. You get that nice humorous scene where he's trying to read the Bible. Upside down. Yeah. <laughs> and he's explaining that lion is an affront to God so he's going to go to hell anyway. <laughs> But there's no explanation of where they've come from, how they're there. No explanation. They've had some hijinks to get there, some shenanigans. It's probably in a spin-off comic somewhere. Or a TV series on the Disney Channel. I don't know. Right. I'll I'll come back to a positive note. David Jones looks fucking cool. His Motley crew are awesome too. Yeah, he does. Uh, Bill Nye does an amazing job of of characterising David yeah. Jones for, well, for this film anyway the squid face and everything it's just it, he it's does so really clever yeah. and it looks so good I yeah. mean you know it's CG because oh, yeah. we know that doesn't happen but for a kid I like, like the hammerhead shark as well the yeah. hammerhead guy is fucking awesome mate you with the with the, the conch yeah. head <laughs> it's just, yeah that whole crew I mean they had to really go some to top the undead pirates yeah. from the first one and I mean, they did. Yeah. The the what they call ocean crawlers. I think is it how they're they're, they're called in the. Uh, they look fucking awesome. Though. They are I like awesome. Them. And I, I like Bill Nye anyway. So seeing him do this, Elizabeth, he's not Scottish either. Elizabeth Swan is a less convincing man than you. <laughs> this this episode had been perilously light on insults towards me and my person. So uh, yeah, thanks for for bringing it back on. Uh, Back on brand. Uh, the crew Jack recruits in Tortuga is about as good as we'd get if we truly started a cult. Yeah, no, that's about right, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, did they eat the dog? The dog, uh, the dog runs Gets away. Chased from... off by the cannibals. Yeah. When they're leaving the island. Because uh, Cody asked that. I'd never thought of that before. I was just like, oh, look at him, silly doggo. And then Cody was like, what did the dog do? Did they eat the dog? And I was like, I have no idea, mate. I'm going to have to look that up, actually. Let's move on. I don't want to um, even consider it. Now, when they go to Teardalma's hut, yes. there are some big foreshadowing clues in Teardalma's hut. Okay. Um, at one point, uh, Teardalma is talking to Will, and Jack joins in the conversation. It, it cuts to a shot of him, and he's holding a very distinctive hat. Okay. And he turns around and, blah, 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 and he's playing with the feather on this very distinctive hat. Yeah. People like me spot immediately that's Barbosa's hat. Ah. When the monkey runs off after she lets it out of the cage, he, he runs, runs over to. That's yeah. There's a pair yeah. of boots there which appear to be attacked by a body. They are Barbosa's boots. There's also another thing when she's when Jack's stealing the ring in her oh, hat. Yeah. There's a, a like a what do you call it a locket. There on a chain, very distinctive shab, uh, shab, crab-shaped locket, which we then see replicated on Davy Jones's chest, and on the music box that plays on his organ. Yes. Which, I mean, I'm not giving any spoilers, but you know, <laughs> is a major. I mean, both of those spotting Barbosa and his hat, yeah. who then obviously reappears at the end, um, and 
the link between Tia Dalma and David Jones. Massive you know, foreshadowing clues there yeah. that first time around totally didn't pick up on, and I blew my mind when I went back and watched it afterwards. I was like, "Oh my god, it was right there." I didn't pick up on it this time. I mean, I didn't expect you would have. <laughs> um, if you could truly be a pirate for a week, what three things would you really want to do? Um, this is one of my. <laughs> I'm not making many notes. I'm not making many notes. I'll ask you questions. questions. I would want to capture a merchant ship. Okay, that's one. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily want to sink it, but I would like to fire the cannons a bit because that would be awesome. Um, I would like to go go to Tortuga and have a sword fight. Okay. Um, Maybe those are two separate things. I'll go to Tortuga and have a sword fight. And I would like to... What other thing would I like to do if I could only do three things? Capture a merchantman, have a sword fight in Tortuga. Bang a hole. I mean, I was going to say that, but I can do that in real life. Yeah. So, you know, you and, and pirate, they're all know. a bit mm, yeah. sasquatchy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, get drunk with my crew. Okay. Because I think that'd be. You don't yeah, get wanna, drunk and sing sea shanties. You don't want to make anyone walk the plank. I mean, walking the plank was not a pirate thing anyway it wasn't a pirate, pirate punishment was it not no where did it come from then um it, hollywood basically invented it there's one reference to somebody doing it once uh from in some uh ship's log and hollywood just really liked the idea of it okay. and so in the victorian uh victorian like stage plays and stuff which basically created them the yeah. modern pirate as we know it and then hollywood later they liked it because it was very cinematic, oh, okay. and they could have like final speeches and things like that on it. Well, yeah, I've got a they positive. Didn't do that. I really like the way they incorporate David Jones' tentacle falling on the piano into the music of the scene. Mm. It's very good. It like is very it. good. Just the whole animation of Jones's face is yeah. incredible. My favorite bit is the key. Yeah, and he just extends that little tentacle out and is holding it, and then he just takes it back in again, and it's like that's a. That's genius. That's yeah. what I'd do. I'd have, all, I'd have snacks and everything hidden snacks. under there. I'd have snacks, spare keys. You know, that'd be brilliant. Dildo. Dildo. Small <laughs> dildo. Small touching branded dildo. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Finally. Finally, we are covering another film with some fashion worth talking about. Really? Yes. Oh, God. I mean, we've already established my love of the fashions of the 17th, 18th century. Yeah. Um, because, you know, that's how comes I dress up as a pirate at every opportunity. Um, and had that goth party where I dressed as basically an 18th century vampire. <laughs> um, and that that fashion is yeah. on is in full flow in this film. Yeah. The, the frock coats, the long waistcoats, the voluminous shirts and the boots. I'm just like, mate, if I, if I could, that's how I dress all the time. Why don't you? Because who's, who's it's stopping you. Because those clothes are really fucking expensive. Okay, they're either say. really expensive or they're fancy dress costumes, which just aren't practical to walk around in because they're like if, if you want to dress thin. like that, I'm sure no one will stop you, especially in today's day and age. Where no, this is true. You can get away with anything you want. Um, yeah. <laughs> given the chance, would you give up an arm to get a giant crab claw like David Jones? I'm saying no. But I could be persuaded to give up my left arm. If I was a pirate. That's Possibly, yeah. as as an IT technician and podcaster, no, no. it'll be 
I wouldn't be able to hold my notes here in the crab claw. <laughs> Just snip my tablet in half. You're only losing one. You still got a good hand. Yeah, but uh, no, no. As a pirate, possibly yes. But okay. as a, because that that would that would be terrifying. You know, you just that would be my flag, would just be a black flag with a skull and a red claw above it, and everyone would recognise me and be like, oh my god, that's old claw hand rune dog. We're gonna we're gonna weigh anchor and give him all of our gold. Okay. Um. Do you think a kraken could actually exist laying dormant deep down in the depths of the ocean? Possibly. Yeah. I mean, giant squid and mega squid. I'm juggling with my tablet there for yeah. some reason. Um. Giant squid and, and mega squid have been have been seen and, and spotted. So conceivably, you know, fifty years ago, none of those existed, yeah. and now they do. Like we were saying the other the other month with when we were talking about uh, cryptozoology. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's it's entirely possible that there is something like that lurking that we just haven't seen yet because it doesn't need to come up to the yeah. surface. Yeah, I agree. Um, is anyone else? Oh, sorry. Is anyone as obsessed with being married? as Elizabeth Swan is anymore. Some people are. Yeah? Oh, yes. I've met some people and... Are you engaged to her? <laughs> no. Unfortunately, no. she's she's uh, quite mellow. I mean, she definitely wants to get married and every so often she's like, we should get married. And I'm like, okay, great. Go and do some fucking overtime. Because <laughs> at the moment, all my wages are going to keep us afloat. Yeah. Um, till we get that fucking... Till we get that Mr. Beast money. Till we get that Will and E money. Yeah. Um... <laughs> We should get some money. Just give us some fun. Someone give us some money. I I, I need fun. I've ordered three pairs of trainers in the past week. I need more. <laughs> um, I I made some money this week. I know. We haven't. No, no. Tutjig hasn't made any money. I have made some money this week. I know. How do you know? Because I'm the one that fucking bought your t-shirt. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I was just going to turn up and wear it for a recording. I thought some internet stranger had bought one of my t-shirts that I designed. <laughs> Yeah, good luck. <laughs> I've, I've made it apparently onto a lot of people's shopping list. I'm getting notifications almost daily that someone's favourited me or is following me or has added this to their basket. But no one's completing the sales. Which is <clears throat> not for... No one apart from Reggie, who went and bought one of my cool new t-shirts, um, is completing the sales. I so, just thought it was cool and unoffensive and I could get away with wearing it at work without being... <laughs> without having to explain it. And I'd support my friend. Oh, okay. I was really excited. I thought some internet stranger had just bought one of my t-shirts. So I was no. like, get in! I bought it, and then 20 minutes later, I'm, I was texting you like, can we record on Sunday and not tomorrow? Please, I did buy your t-shirt. I did buy your t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that made me a whole £2.19 or something. That's all right. We, we sold some Touchig merch. You've sold some merch. We did. We sold some Touchig merch. Yeah, moving on up. Yeah, I've seen I've seen people. I've seen some of the merch. One of the, one of the bits of merch is stuck on the microphone we are recording yeah. on right now. Because touching stickers, it's where it's at, people. Pretty decent quality as well. They are surprisingly good, especially that one because that was a really high res image that's yeah. kind of been condensed down into something quite small. So you think there are people in the world that are obsessed with getting married as Elizabeth Swan? Yes, definitely. Yeah. I have I have met some really? of them in the twenty first century. Yeah, when ethical non monogamy is a thing. <laughs> ethical non monogamy. Yeah. <laughs> As soon as I learned that phrase, I was just like, oh, the world is okay I can be gender flexible, non... <laughs> I can't even say the word. Gender flexible in an ethically non-monogamous non relationship. relationship. I can just fuck everything. Um, the way Gareth and his mate bicker, they are, they are the pirate version it's of us. It's not Gareth. It's Rigetti. Is that the other mate? guy's name is Pintle. The way Gareth and his mate bicker, they are the pirate version of us. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was going to draw that comparison because uh, there's been quite a few things in the last few years where yeah. I'm like, that's us. Yeah. That's uh, this film's version. That's us. And I got to this one and I was like, fairly certain I made that reference now. I'll wait and see if Reggie makes it. <laughs> I was struggling for notes. Hence, <laughs> if you were a pirate, how many bloodthirsty killers would you want on your crew? Um, all of them. All of them to be bloodthirsty Yes! Because if they were my well, crew... I don't know, because last time we talked about pirates and I accused them all of being rapists and pillagers, you were, you got awfully aghast and was just like, no, no, pirates aren't like that. So I thought <laughs> if I was like, would you like a whole crew of bloodthirsty killers? You'd be like, no, no, pirates aren't like that. Oh, no, rules. I would definitely like... Uh, like yeah. I, I would like them on my crew because so then not. I'm not going to have to fight them on somebody else's crew. Oh, okay, cool. Um, because, yeah. Well, hang on, you've got no bloody notes. You're just rattling through yours. Um, the scene where they find Jones uh, on the that ship that's been run aground and is in the middle, and it, uh, oh, yeah. he sends Will over, um, basically duping Will into volunteering to take Jack's place. The one that they lead him to believe is the Flying Dutchman. So yes. The Flying Dutchman, yeah. Um, there's that scene where... Uh, Jack's looking over with the telescope. Yes. And Jones knows it, turns around and stares at him. He lowers it and he's right there in front of him. Yeah. That's just something out of a fucking horror film. It is. I've seen them do that in like proper like paranormal horror yeah. films and shit. And they do that in a Disney film, in Pirates of the Bloody Caribbean. I'm just like, God damn, Disney. Gore, are you okay, man? How does it work, though? Um, magic. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> This is it's from the most magical place on earth, Reggie. They can do that sort of thing. Okay. It's uh, ocean magic or some shit. <laughs> um, watching Davy Jones' crew emerge from the sea is enough to put the fear in anyone. I was talking uh, to a friend of mine uh, in the Lunar Arcade, Louis, and we were talking about Sea of Thieves, and he has a thing about swimming in the ocean in the game. Okay. Because, obviously, you know, there's a kraken, there's megalodons, there's sharks, there's all sorts of unpleasantness down there. And he's like... I know the odds of it happening are really slim. And he's like, and even if it does happen, it's a video game. But I still don't want to swim in there because it scares the shit out of me. And it's like, yeah, no, I get that. And I, in, in the real world, I would love to be a, a, a sailor or have my own ship. But the thought of being out at sea and not being on my ship is utterly terrifying to me. There really? aren't many things that scare me. That genuinely terrifies About me. the only reason I would go near a beach... <laughs> is to swim in the sea. I, I get, I get brave. I don't like sand. I oh, know. As we've, as, as, as we have discussed, as we have discussed. So I would only go to the beach to go in the sea because I quite enjoy swimming in. I, it. I don't mind swimming in the sea when you're going from land out to the sea, and there's not, and you basically the, the tide's coming in or whatever. Yeah, so you're not going to get thrown around. I'm not sure I would ever jump off a boat and swim to no. shore again. <laughs> but I do quite enjoy swimming in the sea. I, I, I don't very often swim in the sea because obviously in this country you don't want to do that because no. you get hepatitis A, B and C. Um, and you'll also get like yeah. turds stuck on you. I only do it in foreign countries. Exactly. I've I've done it a few times and I'll, I will go until I'm basically on tiptoes and I'll have a little swim around. I won't go any deeper than that. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I, no. Pussy. Yeah, and I don't care whether people think I'm a pussy because fuck you guys. <laughs> I ain't doing that shit. I got two notes that go consecutively. Okay. <clears throat> Whilst the sword fight on the ruins is ridiculous and implausible, it looks awesome. I can totally do without the extended sword fight on the big wheel though. <laughs> you jumped way ahead of my notes again. Have I? Sorry. But uh, where, where is 
I had a note on that. Uh... Oh, the, the, the three-way, the uh, melee à toi. Yes. <laughs> on the start, obviously starts on the ruin and goes on to the. Does it? Well, basically, even before, as soon as it starts, that 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 whole three-way sword fight sequence right the way through is awesome. It's one of my favourite scenes in the whole Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy. And probably one of my favourite cinematic sword fights, like, ever. It's over the top. It's unnecessary. It goes it's on slightly far ridiculous. too long. I like the bit at the beginning where they're fighting and Elizabeth Swan's losing her shit. Oh! Oh, the heat! Yeah. <laughs> Bloody pirates! But and then it just goes on and on. <laughs> and by the time... I know it's not actually a wheel. It's just from the side of, like, a... It's a water, water wheel, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. By the time they get there, I'm just I'm so <laughs> over the fight. I'm like, no wonder this film's two hours and thirty-three fucking minutes long. If you'd cut this fight in half, we <laughs> may have a digestible film. <laughs> you know, maybe if you spent more time studying sword fights like that, you'd go home from training with less bruises. I'd, I'd, I'd rather take the bruises. <laughs> rather have the bruises. Yeah. Um, and again, sorry, in that fucking scene <laughs> when they're on the water wheel and yeah. it's spinning round. Why is Jack chasing the key that's hanging there? Surely it will come right under his feet and then go back round and come back under his feet. You are overthinking this. Plus, this is Jack Sparrow. It doesn't have to make sense. It's funny. (laughs) My God. Jesus. Guys, remind us never to cover a comedy on this film, uh, on this podcast. I like comedy. Reggie, just be poking holes in it. Why would you even do that? Uh, That doesn't make any sense. I like comedy. I just... You just, you just. I just think that there's swan. a really good film in here that just gets lost because of all the fucking if, ridiculous. It may be a really good film, hour but it fucking sword fight. It wouldn't have made a billion dollars. This made a it billion dollars. It would have made a billion dollars because everyone was so fucking excited off the. No, they didn't make a billion dollars because it was a good film. It made a billion dollars because the film before it was a good film, <laughs> and everyone wanted to see Jack Sparrow as uh, Johnny Depp as fucking Jack, Jack Sparrow, Sparrow again. Yeah, but if you'd made the film, there wouldn't be any Jack Sparrow. The Last Jedi made a billion dollars. Yeah, well, less said about that, the better. Exactly. People are stupid. Um, Jack Sparrow throws fruit as well as Tom Brady throws footballs. There you go, there's a positive for you. <laughs> Does he? Oh, yeah, when he knocks his head off. Yeah. Yeah, that is a really good shot. There's a lot of fruit-relatedness in this with Jack Sparrow. When he t- like when he turns into a fucking yeah. kebab. Or kebab, for our American listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, I've seen some pissed off faces on you, but that was that was one for the book. Kebab, what the kebab. fuck, man? Americans, what the fuck, man? It's not a kebab, it's a gyro. Fuck off, it's a kebab. <laughs> wow, we found one of Reggie's buttons today, guys. Um, <laughs> I feel sullied and unusual. <laughs> Just like me after recording each week. Or indeed, most of our new listeners after listening to the first episode. Hi, guys. <laughs> Um, uh, Tortuga. Yes. Reminds me some of the uh, reminds me of some of the better nights out at Tapas Bar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was watching that and I was like, "Oh man, this takes me back to my youth." <laughs> this takes me back to getting stalked by sixteen-year-olds <laughs> in a shitty fucking Tapas Bar. In a gu- the thing that always amazed me about that club was that every oh, fucking wrong. week, I'm not going in there. Yeah, it wasn't even... It was literally just like a function room yeah. above some some shops and a cafe. But they put a bar in there, some toilets, 
and some flashy lights and they were like right that's it because during the, during the day it was a really it's shit a, tapas restaurant yeah and it was ghastly. I don't know. I, I never ate that. It had like a two on. I think that was what killed it in the end. I tried. I, I tried. I tried to avoid partying there as much as possible I, as well. I never went there to, to eat, but I remember looking it up, and the reviews were all dreadful. Oh. And it had like a two on the food hygiene. Yeah, well, that's because every Friday and Saturday night, people would go in there and get trashed. <laughs> How on earth are you trying to break into the kitchen clean? to have sex? Yeah. Um, but I just every fucking week it was oh, I'm not going to fucking tapas bar. Everyone was like, no, I don't want to go to tapas bar. It's shit. And then almost without fail, within hours of saying that, we were in tapas bar. Because we were drunk and there was nowhere else to go. Yeah, that was true. If there'd been anywhere else, that other place would have made a shitload yeah, of a money. A shit ton of money because nobody would have gone there. Yeah, well, that, they, they still would have because all of the underage drinkers went there. Yeah. Because that was what caused the major issues. Yeah. <laughs> And they all fancied you. And, um, yeah, what would you call so. your pirate ship? I'd call mine Rogue One. I I changed my mind on my pirate ship name, like frequently. Oh, okay. Because what is it today? Um, today, it would be called the Sanguine, which means relaxed, calm, oh, but it also means bloody and violent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because bipolar isn't a good ship name. That would be for my ship. Actually, it would be pretty cool. The bipolar. I, my other favourite one is is uh, the Kenway. The Kenway? Yeah. Edward Kenway from Assassin's Creed Black Flag. No, he was a pirate. Okay. <laughs> you, you remember who you're talking to? Yeah. yeah? I mean, there'll be people out there who'll get that reference. Okay. How the Black Pearl is mostly still in one piece after the Kraken attack is beyond me. Yeah. I, I love the, the fact that... What, what was Will's plan with the gunpowder and the rum? Because the yeah, the cannon bit makes sense. He waits till all the tentacles are there and yeah. blows them in half. Great. I th- is his plan? I thought the plan was get everyone in the water, and then as the kraken takes the ship, blow it up. Blow it up. But they blow it up while it's in mid air. So all it does is blow the ends off of a handful of tentacles. It's like yeah. will, will. Oh, I mean, and I'm the one putting this film apart and saying no, no. That's that just that it. Just doesn't make sense to me. I, I can't see what his plan was. Half this it... film don't make fucking sense. No. <laughs> um, I do like the shot where I do like the shot where Jack shoots the gunpowder barrel to defeat the Kraken. I, I like the actual bit where you follow the the the, the, the ball, the, yeah, and it all slows down. Yeah, and the music dies down, and it's, it has that moment of dynamics where it goes dead quiet, and then mm. boom. I like that artistically. That is done very very. It's well. a it's a very good shot. It's very very matrixy. Um, yes, <laughs> it should be a dress or nothing. I happen to have no dress in my cabin. Did you write that down? And are you using it on your online dating profiles? Sorry, say that again. I was too busy double-checking my next night. It should be a dress or nothing. I happen to have no dress in my cabin. <laughs> should, I should put that on my bumble. <laughs> yeah, we find find a woman who's should, wearing sorry, like I, jeans and a t-shirt I in should, her picture. should reactivate all my accounts that I shut down because... Uh, <laughs> I can't be getting bored anymore. You're fed up with the Sasquatch. Yeah. <laughs> all the Harlow Town Sasquatches coming out and stalking you in the woods. <laughs> Not one of them had an amputation. It was so disappointing. <laughs> but did any of them offer to let you eat them afterwards? Yeah, there was a, there were some toes. They were nice. Um, <laughs> when Elizabeth Swan kisses Jack in order to chain him to the ship, all I could think was, should Disney really be teaching young girls... To use their sexuality to trap men. 
Yes. I mean, I don't think they need teaching. No. They, 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 learn, they take it in with their mother's milk, don't they? <laughs> I think it's... How bitter do I sound? <laughs> rule number one in being a woman. Use them wiles, yeah. bitch. Use them. At some point, they will do anything to get your crotch. Or to get your crotch in their crotch so they can get a crotch goblin. So basically, use that to your advantage at all times. <laughs> Here, son, take my rusty knife to remember me by. It totally won't play any important role in the conclusion of this trilogy. Oh, yeah. It's like... Fuck's sake! Well, you could have taken the starfish off, given him that or something, you know. But he said, "Here, take my rusty seaman's knife." You, at one point, he pulls it out of the sheath and looks at it, and you can almost see him going, "The fuck, Dad? Yeah. Seriously, I ain't seen you for twenty years, and this is what you give me." <laughs> um, I only got one last night. So watching the crack and open its mouth behind Jack is a wondrous shot. That whole ending scene is yeah. pretty awesome, where Jack finally. Um, it's just that one scene where Jack's facing the camera and then you see the crack and come in the background. Yeah. It looks so the, good. Oh, it's behind me, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, Honour and decency and a moral centre. It's now confirmed that Elizabeth Swan would hate this podcast in public, but yeah. would probably listen to it in secret. Oh, mate, she'd be getting all up in her own Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to this in private, I tell you. Oh, she'd fucking love some of that, yeah. Um, she'd be all over your bumble, mate. Um, <laughs> if only I got I got matched with someone that interesting. Yeah, chance to be a fine thing. There's nobody that interesting anymore. No. Um they've all they'll run off with pirates. <laughs> they're all fucking damaged. They're all damaged goods. Um now the, a big point of this or a big part of this is that Jack's compass that shows what he wants most in the world is confused. Then he gives it to Elizabeth yeah. and then it's confused with her. Elizabeth could have been really, really easily sorted. Yeah. Because all she needed to do was go and play the fleshy marimba. Um, and then she wouldn't have been all lubed up over Jack and would have been out of concentrate and go where she needs to go. Because it's clearly she's just got the horn because she didn't get her man on the wedding night. She, yeah. was, she was robbed of her wedding night. She then has to go and hang around with all the, let's face it, ugly as fuck pirates. And then you've got Jack Sparrow swanning about being all charismatic and mysterious. And she's like... <laughs> That's all she needed to do. I don't ever need to see that. No, again. I, I, again, it's not a video format, but she she just needs to get in there, do some, do, have some, have some swan time, and and yeah, then she'd be able to use the compass properly because she wouldn't be all lubed up. Yeah, I, I, I do think there are some very subtle things in this film that I'm not sure young girls should be watching. <laughs> I think it's one of those things. It's like the whole "I'm gonna marry you," "I'm so in love with you," "Go off," you know, "Go around the world, find Jack." find a way to save me because we are so in love and then you know f- six hours later <laughs> she's like flirting with Jack and it's like if you're so in love with him you're going to get married how can it's a realistic depiction of human nature because you know you got the horn and someone comes along and is all like hey baby <laughs> she doesn't actually ever act on it but she's tempted which I think is really nice because normally it's like, no, I am pure and virtuous. I'm not interested in your salty pirate penis. When in fact, she definitely is. But given the choice, if they were both put in front of her, she'd obviously pick Will. But Will's not there. Jack is there. Oh, okay, so it's basically justifying the fact that if, if your man's gone to work, you can fuck someone else. No, no, no. You can be tempted, but just don't do it. Well, you're not saying you can be tempted, but people will be tempted because that's human nature. I'm not saying there's not temptation, but the fact that she goes with the temptation to a degree just I don't, <laughs> I don't like this film if it's not really obvious. that hasn't come across so far 
I have to admit, I from day one, I never got why people were so fascinated with Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, why Jack Sparrow was the number one fucking dress-up option <laughs> in the world. I, I, I I, I've, I've discovered a streamer on Twitch because the other lunchtime, I was like, oh, I've got 45 minutes to kill. I'll jump on Sea of Thieves, do a couple of voyages. Um, I jumped on there and... Also, now I know why you're not a pervert anymore. Yeah. Sea of Thieves. I'm too busy playing Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Um, and I'm sailing around and all of a sudden all this weird stuff. The, the Sea of Thieves Morgan Freeman voiceover tutorial started playing. And I was like, this is not a thing. What the ever-loving fuck is going on? Basically, it turns out this streamer, who I now follow, uh, Rob Raven, he's fucking hilarious. He dresses as Jack Sparrow when he's playing Sea of Thieves and he's very popular. Um, and what he does is something called tucking. And it's not what you're thinking, like um, Mr. Teabag did at Reading Festival that year. Oh, yeah. Um, basically, you sneak onto someone's ship while they're not there. And there are various places where you can activate emotes and you effectively clip through bits of the ship and you're hidden. Yeah. And you can't see another player's name tag or anything yeah. while they're like that. So he was hiding on my ship. I went ashore to restock, got back on my ship, sailed off, and he started doing this Morgan Freeman impression over the top. And then started narrating what I was doing, talking about my outfit, the fact that I missed my harpoon shot, and all this sort of shit. Like, the evolving fuck is going on? I started getting messages on um, Xbox Live from another player, who it turns out was watching his stream found me on Xbox Live and was like, you've got another pirate hiding on the back of your ship. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, you crazy troll? Um, ignored it. Anyway, eventually, I spotted him, and I spent 10 minutes chasing him around my ship, trying to shoot him. Was it all a bit Benny Hill? It went very Benny Hill. I looked like a complete fucking noob-ass mug. And then uh, I mentioned it to one of my friends, and they were like, oh, that's Rob Raven. Yeah, he does that all the time. He's on Twitch. I went and looked it up. Jumped into his stream. Sure enough, two and a half thousand people watched me get made a complete fucking mug of. Um, Tajik is dead. Long live Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves. The official <laughs> podcast. It's free on Game Pass at the moment. On the I'm Xbox. not allowed to mention that podcast that I like. But Sea of Thieves has been brought up every week for about two months. Look, it's all I'm doing at the moment. This podcast is Sea of Thieves. Nobody wants to hear me bitching about work for two hours. Which I could do. Um... This is another film where everyone looks like they need a damned good wash. Yes, except Elizabeth Swan, who always looks good. No, because even in some... some it's, they, they seem to change the amount of dirt makeup yeah. they have on her face. Because some scenes, she is just fresh yeah. as a daisy. And in others, seemingly like ten minutes later, she's all grubby and shit. Jack looks good in this. Uh, for most parts of this film, Jack looks clean and yeah. washed and you can see all the makeup all the makeup is perfectly applied yeah. it's not smudged or anything yeah everyone else on the crew jesus that ship must have stunk oh yeah i mean to be fair traditional sailing vessels did generally stink after a long voyage <laughs> to be fair, this room is gonna stink this room is gonna be very musty it. i think um <clears throat> pardon me goodness um the black pearl is a really good looking ship yes if i had a pirate ship i would want it to look like that perhaps something smaller so i didn't need such a big crew Watching it get Why? shot up and then sunk. Six is not a big crew. We find out. That's true, yeah. It maybe does say you six. could probably sail it with six, but that wouldn't be easily sailed with six. Okay. You could manage it, but you yeah, probably wouldn't but be captain, so you wouldn't actually be doing any of the fucking work, would you? Well, none of that. You'd be sat hoisting lines and stable, shit. just <laughs> eating seafood. Giving and... the orders. Yeah. Saying, do this, go there, do that, make this happen. What's the phrase they use about eight times in this? Brace the forearm. Yeah. Or brace the foreyard. And it's like, 
doesn't matter what the situation is, someone yells that out. It's like, we need to go faster. Brace the fire yard! We need to slow down. Brace the fire yard! There's a kraken. Brace the fire yard! <laughs> I don't know what it means, but it sounds nautically. I'm just going to spend the next week shouting at everyone <laughs> I've got a re- no, I'm not going to go to that. Because it's another Sea of Thieves story, and people are fed up hearing my Sea of Thieves story, apparently. Why not? Go ahead. I'll Um, fuck off the same. No. Might as well. (laughs) I had to explain to Cody what her they were talking about when they keep making references to the ships. Okay. Because they mentioned several times, Outrunner, she's this, she's that. And Cody was like, what her? What she are they talking about? Who? What her? I had to explain to him the whole idea that ships and, and vehicles are traditionally referred to as female. And he was like, Oh, because I was confused. Because if you don't know that, yeah. you think they're talking about this other female person. He's uh, watching it, trying to figure out who, because there's no other female female person there they could be referring to. So they were all feminised. The ships? Yeah. Yes. There was never like a female captain that referred to it as a male. No. Even even, even female pirates and captains referred to them as, as she's because oh. they, they just do. I don't know why. But vehicles are, are generally referred to as, as she's. Okay. They're generally female. That. Although, if I had a pirate ship, uh, it would be non-binary. Because... Uh, hashtag support... Ally. Hashtag ally. That's the word I'm looking for. Hashtag white knighting. Hashtag virtue signalling. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a fucking ship. It'd be whatever I decided it was. Um, the manacles on the mast that Elizabeth uses to trap Jack. Yes. Hark back to the Pearl's days as the Wicked Wench, when she was a merchant ship and was fitted out to be able to transport slaves. Doesn't make the film any better. <laughs> oh my god, he is so grumpy. Guys. I, I don't feel well. I'm, I'm really struggling now. So, uh, you'll be glad to know I'm basically at the end of my uh, my notes now. Okay. Um, with the sinking of the Pearl, the death of Jack, and Norrington handing over the heart to Beckett, this film is Pirates of the Caribbean's Empire Strikes Back. Absolutely. It's yeah. the, the, the dark midsection of the trilogy before the... Because you have the standalone film to introduce yeah. the the franchise. Then the, ooh, it's all, got a bit, it's all got a bit dark, all a bit gritty. And then the triumphant return of the heroes. Dark and gritty. Dark. For, for Pirates of the Caribbean, it's dark and gritty. Oh, okay, so, this, <laughs> so the next one's going to be even more annoying. <laughs> the, the next one's just kind of... Turns everything up to eleven, oh, from what I recall. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you if you didn't like the uh, melee artois in this, you're not gonna like the uh, climactic sword fight. In the, in fact, you'll hate the climactic sword fight in the next one. Uh, is it literally an hour long? It's no. It's it's just even more ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am. Um, I know I'm coming across as really grumpy and negative. Now I'm trying. I'll try not to. <laughs> I don't necessarily think it's the worst film I've ever seen in my life. I just. You don't get it. <laughs> I, I don't get people's fascination with it. And I think there's I'll a, get that. I think there's a really good film in there. Like a really good second part of a of a trilogy. Yeah. And I just think there's some parts of this film where they <laughs> go off and do stuff that looks really good and it's really fun and it's really adventurous. But plays no real role in it the story. It has no line. real impact in the on in, the story. On yeah. the story, and then the film's two and a half hours long and I'm sat there like <laughs> This could have been a really good hour, 45 minutes, two hours film. Yeah. Tight. Like, you know, put that wedding scene back at the beginning so you understand where these characters are coming from. Oh, 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 all these things we talked about. But instead, they're like, no, 
because we need to give we need to just create this entire fucking island scene so we can dress Jack up and let Jack be Jack because that's all anybody really wants is Jack to be Jack whereas I'm like Jack cool but there's a storyline where's the storyline the storyline is Jack and I have to say I was because I only watched it once and it was the very first time I saw it I was a bit thrown at the the weird beginning and then the, the kind of downer ending and yeah. I didn't realise it like it was basically the empire of yeah. pirates I thought it was going to be more like I don't know Lethal Weapon 2 uh, the <laughs> beginning the middle and the end yeah. and then you go into the third part I didn't realise it was this This is this is basically the middle the, the first well, it's the first act of the of the second of the, the third yeah. kind of yeah, yeah. parts of the trilogy because the first one wraps itself up nicely and would only have been the first one if people went yeah it was cool but yeah it was cool great yeah, yeah but whereas this seems to be like the big the first and maybe a little nod at the second act of the finale of the yeah. three films and it really does because like I said there, there is no proper ending to this it's no. got the proper down a bit and then Barbosa appears and eats an apple and you're yeah. like I remember watching it and I happened to wait like a fucking year or something for the next one to come out and oh, just being that like, was annoying. What? Yeah. <laughs> but then, I mean, you, the ending of Empire is basically them all just on the starship and you're like, <clears throat> yeah. It's a, it, watching it oh, at least now. That, that has a, an emotional ending, an emotional culmination because you have Luke fighting Vader and he gets his hand chopped off. You get the revelation of he's his dad. Yeah. And then you've just basically got to wrap it up with him falling out and them saving him. And Whereas this, yeah, you get the big fight, but... And again, I only saw it once, but... <laughs> nothing really gets wrapped up in that. They have that big no, three-way fight. Nothing's, nothing's wrapped nothing's up. Nothing's resolved. There's no real... There's, there's no resolution in this film at all. I guess if they'd done the wedding properly at the beginning, shortened that scene... Shortened a couple of other bits, made the sword fight a bit shorter as well. You could have really, really spent time on the whole William and Elizabeth coming mm. back together. That could have been the emotional. Well, but they don't do that. I think this was. I think it was Whereas a conscious effort they, to just they, leave. He just appears on the on. on the, he appears there. <laughs> they have a hug, and then it's like, right onto the next. Onto the next bit. Ridiculous. I think it was a conscious a conscious decision because they filmed them back to back. Yeah. Um, and they wanted to make to leave people hanging. Yeah. They don't resolve anything at the end of this film. It's all left open. Story-wise, you things could be unresolved though because they mm. are. But you could still have an emotional resolution or something that makes you feel like. But that's part. Of, that's one of the story threads, isn't it? Uh... Is Will and Elizabeth? Elizabeth, will they ever actually bother getting married now that Will is convinced that Elizabeth actually loves Jack and? Yeah, Elizabeth feels guilty because she she was a prick tease to Jack and led him on and then fed him to the beast. Yeah, um, that I have to admit, I like I do like that. That was one of the things in the end. I was like, oh, I like that. I like Elizabeth's emotional kind of like no one knows, but no I one knows. But of, I killed him I, basically. <laughs> I threw that motherfucker under the bus. <laughs> And there's the tension between her and and Will now because Will thinks that, yeah, I like that. Yeah, that, what was a stupid film become ambiguous at the end. Yeah, and I like that. Yeah, it does end with some real ambiguity, yeah. which 
I c- it's it's weird because you think you look at it now. You look at things like this. Um, I don't think I saw this one when it came out at the cinema. I think I saw this on DVD and then watched at World's End at the cinema. Yeah. Um, but you think back to sort of like things like Empire. Yeah, you got to the end of Empire and people had to wait. What was oh, it? Two years. Two years yeah. or something for Jedi, and you're like. Oh my god! These days we're like, yeah, well, we know how it ends because if we want, we could go, I could sit there this afternoon and I could watch them all back to back. Yeah. Because you can. But when things come out like that and you've got to wait, it must be so fresh. This is why I can't do series anymore. Netflix has ruined me. Oh yeah. I, I, can't. I have to wait until they're all there and yeah. I can binge them. The Mandalorian drove me fucking mad. Yeah. Watching it once a week was Yeah. I was just like. <laughs> because it's short as well. Yeah. And because I get to the end and I'll be like. <gasps> Come oh, on! Fuck, I'll wait a week. It's so annoying. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's weird looking back on things like that because we've been we just kind of take it for granted. Reconditioned though over time to yeah. binge, like the like whoever it was that kind of created the whole binge thing. Yeah. Really, really struck a chord with people because most people I know are like, I'll just wait and binge it. Yeah. I don't want to wait weekly, but waiting weekly was its thing in its own right because you knew people would be so excited to watch it that you could charge more for advertising. Yeah. You could build the suspense. You could do that. But then suddenly we went from a... Bit, like kind of all entertainment-wise, like with music as well, you could wait a year for someone to put an album out yeah. and you'd be like, oh, I'm so excited, I'm so excited. And then, it, then you know, it's being now and... <laughs> but that's gone now. It feels like everything... Everything is, has to be constant. Yeah. I think it's people's attention spans it's are almost like, like much shorter. Things are like we used the disposable entertainment tag before, but things are really becoming disposable. Mm. In as much as somebody could release something one day, tweet about it, I've got this new secret track I just put out on YouTube. Yeah. And then no one gives a fuck the next day because someone else has Someone else something. has done something, yeah. yeah. Everything's much more accessible, much more immediate, the, which means that to to stay there in in the, 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 the public like in the public consciousness, you have to keep doing things like that and you have to keep putting it out. There was a time when we were kids though that there was a lot more magic and mystique in art because somebody would work really hard to put out an album. Someone would disappear for two years to make an album and then, bosh, look, here's my album. And then six months before the album comes out, you start reading like an an interview where they're like, oh yeah, we're working on it. We've got build the mystique. And by the time, you're rabid by the time it comes out. (laughs) By the time like certain films came out of the cinema, I was rabid. I could not wait. Yeah. It was like Christmas morning. Now (laughs) it's like, it just doesn't, that the specialness has gone away. Yeah, that mystique, that kind of waiting, the 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 what's the word begins of a anticipation, anticipation, it's all gone now. It's just like you just pick up your phone every day. Like, oh no, no, no. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah. Everything, everything is always new, always updating. Yeah, which it's frustrating. It is frustrating. It's probably more frustrating to people like us because we we lived through that change. Yeah, because we we've experienced both. We're we're I can't remember what generation we are. I think we're millennials. Why? Um, I thought uh, we were white, but who cares? Who knows? And we kind of we we lived in the old, um, you know, not not binary in the fucking the old fashioned yeah. days because we did the old fashioned things. We went out at night climbing trees oh, and yeah. all that bullshit. But then we also learned to use computers. We started learning to use them at school, you know. Yeah. And as we've grown up, that technology has grown up with us. So we've done both sides of it. You know, we've had the analog and the digital. 
So we're kind of, you know, older than us. Oh, all this digital nonsense, blah, 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 blah. And all fucking the boomers and, and their ilk. And on the other side of us, you've got the youngsters who were born into a world of fast-moving technology. Yeah. And we're kind of that awkward spanning the gap between the two where I neither think, side is really where we feel comfortable. I think there's pros and cons to all of it. I mm. mean, I miss the excitement and anticipation and magic of the old days where you'd have to wait for something and <laughs> oh my god I can't wait when's this album coming but there are times when I'm like oh, I just want to sit down and watch an entire I series ju- I just want to sit go. and watch it I don't want to yeah. wait I don't want this to I be a long yeah. running thing yeah so it's, it's, if some the next thing has got to be someone's got to find a way to reinstate the anticipation and <laughs> And that kind of... Well, that's what Disney Plus are doing, isn't it? With their bloody... With their thing. No. They, they release all their new series weekly because... They do it weekly because if they did it in one go, people would sign up to Disney Plus, watch, watch it in a weekend, and then cancel it. And then they wouldn't sign up again until the next thing they want. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's why they're doing it from a marketing point of view, is to keep people coming, keep that monthly subscription going. But as a side effect of that, like I said, with The Mandalorian, we were watching that week on week. Or yeah, I was watching that week watching on week. I'm not watching any of these new ones at the moment. I'm just waiting until they're all there and I'm going we watched, we watched Wanda, uh, WandaVision because Amy wanted to watch it. Yeah. And we watched it while we were, like every week while we were having our dinner on a Saturday sort of thing. Yeah. Proper, proper old school Saturday oh, yeah. evening. We'd sit down at our dinner and watch WandaVision. Um, but, I mean, I haven't watched any of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I haven't watched any I've, of them. All I've watched the first episode of Bad Batch, and I'm again I'll I'm waiting watch to watch that. Yeah, me too. I'm just going to sit there and just binge them. I just need to get some clear time. Yeah. I've got got a fuck ton of holiday owed to me by work, so I'm just going to book like a week off, just catch binge. up on shit, and yeah, that's how I'm going to do it because I can't be handling this this Once week in week out shit. It's, no. no, it tries to be mental. So, do you have a score? I do. Eight. Six. 14. Six. Oh my god. Oh come on, did you really Pirates of the Caribbean is not my bag. <laughs> I don't think anyone is in any doubt about no. that right now, are they? But it's got better than Starship Troopers. I mean that that's not much of an I didn't, I didn't I didn't get bored, I didn't hate watching it. <laughs> I didn't really struggle to get... I wasn't sitting there, like, pausing it to see how long there was left. But I didn't enjoy it as much as I enjoyed some other films, so it's got to be a six for me. Well, that's fair, I suppose. I It's not my favourite in the trilogy. What is... Well uh, either, the first, either the first or the third, depending okay. on how I feel at the time. I haven't seen At World's End for quite some time, okay. so... That will, I'm, I'm probably going to watch it next week, actually. Are we doing book club next week? Yes, next week is finally book club. We know it's out of sync, but um, it's our podcast. Fuck off. Yeah, we don't give um, a fuck what you think. Uh, we're, we're doing the book version of Interview with the Vampire. <coughs> so, yeah, expect gay vampire gothic foppishness galore. I'll start that book today. <laughs> I'm halfway through already. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry the Euros have been on. Between the Euros and having to, to binge um, Handmaid's Tale so I can fit in with my friends at work, I've, I didn't have time to read it. That's fine. <laughs> so I will start it. I will start, I've got to go to my brother's for dinner, but when I get home, I will, if he I'm not dead, I'm going to start on that book. Yeah. <laughs> right, go on. Do your thing. Find what you'd love. Believe in it. Positive things will happen. I'd go be a pirate or some shit. I don't care. <laughs>